Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I am joined, as usual, by my podcast partner in crime, and that is Jeff. Jeff, we've got to start with the biggest news of wrestling this weekend, and that is Tammy Lynn Sitch. Sonny gets arrested one more time. Um, thoughts immediately on her and the arrest. Well, let's be clear. This is a continuation of the car accident that led to a fatality that happened several weeks ago. Um, when we last talked about this, uh, I think we mentioned either last show or the week or the show before that Sonny was um, blaming the uh, accident on a light seizure. I guess somebody advised her that if you have a seizure, they could tell that in your medical records and that she should get off that story. And, and so the beginning of the week, by the way, recording on Saturday night, May 7th. So uh, it's been almost a full 10 days since we, I think we recorded on Wednesday last week. Uh, so a lot of stuff this week. Anyway, so she, at the beginning of the week, she changed her story to that it was that she had a light heart attack, um, which she, you know, she moved away from the seizure. That was going to be, you know, a little bit of a whimsical touch to it. We probably mock that. But as it turns out today, she got arrested um, and she was charged with, I think, nine counts, uh, starting with uh, vehicular manslaughter, I believe the count was, uh, driving uh, on a revoked or suspended license and DUI and, and other related charges. Um, it's been reported that she blew 0.28, which is three and a half times the legal limit in Florida. Uh, in Maryland, uh, it's 0.08, so that's about right. It's about the same as it is here in Maryland uh, for DWI, which is our higher count. DUI is our lower count, but this, I mean, at this point, it's only 0.07. There, there used to be a spread between the 0.07 or 0.08, and then 0. 1 was DWA. No one really cares about that. But uh, I think most of the states are at 0.08 now because so there was a federal statute. And you can't federalize this crime, but you, the, the Department of Transportation withholds money for, for building and stuff. So that, that's how, how all the states sort of get in line. Anyway, so yeah, she's been, she was arrested. She, had, she already posted bond. The bond was for about $227,000. So She's out again. She's, she's already posted bond, I guess, you know, 10% or whatever the case might be um, there. And, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about bond or not, but, you know, there it is. She, she's been arrested basically for, you know, murder due to being drunk and driving. Yeah, this has been a tragic fall for uh, Tammy here um, as, you know, we were discussing a while back that she is probably the first diva in professional wrestling um, when she comes up in the WWE back then, the WWF as early as 1995 and in the Indies before that. Um, Jeff, what's your earliest recollection of Sonny? You know, I have to back up because a little bit because my earliest recollection of Sonny uh, really is directly related to what, wrestling valets sort of were before that i mean we had missy hyatt there was precious um there was baby doll uh there was nancy benoit uh who people know as new as woman and for a while alexandra york 
Obviously, he has Nancy Benoit. We know that tragic story. But point is, this Sonny was the first like true bombshell. Like before that, those were wrestling bombshells, and and they really weren't. I mean, the, you know, they were, you know, characters, but they weren't like Playboy, you know, or you know, Hollywood level, you know, sort of bombshells. So Sonny really was the first diva. For whatever reason, I, I seem to remember that she was in either Georgia Championship Wrestling or w, WCW. I think by then it was WCW uh, before being scooped up by WWF. Um, because I remember being, you know, sort of surprised when, when she was there. And, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it was just sort of, it, it sort of felt like, <laughs> it just kind of sounds stupid, but for, it sort of felt like wrestling has arrived. Uh, you know, now you now you got the you've got the bombshell too. This is this is really Hollywood. This is this is a step up in production. And uh, you know, I'm not sure without Sonny, we'd have your Sables and your Tories and and your Terry Runnels and you know your Mrs. Hancock or who was Stacy Keebler. Um, you know, Nitro Girls. I, I I think all of that flows directly from Sonny. I think you have a good point there. I think it might be. Um... You know, um, definitely she made an impact and, and was a trailblazer in that aspect. You know, just looking at Wikipedia, and again, most of the information I'm about to drop, it comes from Wikipedia. Um, so take it all with a grain of salt. It says her professional wrestling career starts in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in 1992. She's there until 1995. She, so she's traveling around with her boyfriend, Chris Candido, um, and... Um, she works as a valet for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, there she uh, is known as Tammy Fitch. That's F-Y-T-C-H. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I remember reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated and, you know, uh, The Wrestler, those magazines, Dirt Sheets. And, and reading about her and Candido coming up and they were tearing the indies up. And then in 1995, late 94, early 95, she ends up appearing on WWF. Um, first appearing as Tamara Murphy, but then switching up her gimmick. I guess she was, she started out, I don't know if you recall, she started out as like a backstage um, announcer, right? Like, you know, those interview announcers. I'm not sure, but I, I think that maybe at the same time there was Sonny Ono, so you know Vince when nobody has the, the same names. But I, I guess when I guess Smoky Mountains must have worked with WCW some because there was definitely a time I'm 100 percent on this where Chris Candido was the leader of a faction in WCW. It was almost like their NXT beforehand, and there wasn't really an NXT, but it included uh, Stasiak. I think Sean Stasiak was his first name. Um, Chuck Palumbo, uh, Sean O'Hare, Mark no, that's, no huh? that's that's later on. So no, she does they, they, well, maybe, but they they uh, some of them went on to WWE later on. But Chris Candido was like the leader of the group, and I remember it distinctly that I wasn't impressed because you know he he, he of all of them he was the least body guy. You you are correct. So that is listed as happening in. To the 2000s after her run in WWF, she is, yep, she is, um, Sitch and Candido are signed to WCW, and Candido makes his debut in March of 2000, um, at Spring Stampede, helping, um, 
and she helps him win the cruiserweight championship from the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. <laughs> they then feuded. Uh, oh, he, then she feuded with Iakea's valet Paisley. You remember any of this? Anything no. ringing a bell? No. Prince Iakea vaguely rings, rings a bell. It's sort of like a Tonga King. Yes. Type. Yes. Um, Sitch and Candido also briefly feuded with Crowbar and Daphne. Uh, and Candido then dropped the title, which marked the end of the couple's run in the company. So they were just there for a year. Um, Sitch's, pa- Sitch's departure was surrounded around rumors of drug abuse. And so both Candido and Candido passes away um, later on. Um, but they've, they've always been mixed up with drugs, alcoholism, just substance abuse in general, right? Um, yeah. Well, her but yes, for sure. I'm not sure about him. She debuts... Um, with Candido as part of the Body Donnas, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, they were like these fitness fanatics where they were yep. just, you know, always doing uh, workout stuff. Right, they were like Hans and Franz. That's right, that's right, that's right. And one of them was actually uh, Bruce Pritchard's brother, Tom Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom Pritchard. That's right, sorry. So apologies to, to Tom Pritchard uh, for not uh, giving him uh, yeah, enough I'm not sure respect. what doctor it's in, but, you know. And so, like... This was also like the the same time the internet is becoming popular. AOL is becoming a thing. It's trending. And, you know, I I recall like there was a lot of wrestling groups that would trade pictures of her um, in in bikinis and all that in swimsuits. And I, I want and at one point she was like AOL's most downloaded uh, woman, right? I think it was her, mm-hmm. and um, then shortly thereafter was um, the other one that was pretty famous, but she didn't do anything. <laughs> the other one who was pretty famous but didn't do anything. There's so many <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> no, not Jenny McCarthy. I mean, Jenny McCarthy actually took her clothes off, but this one she never did. I forget what her name was. Oh, okay. Well, I don't I, know. But... I think we talked about her in a recent show, and then, I, again, I forgot about her all over. Give, give, me, give me a clue. Give me, give me a TV show she was on. She uh... wasn't on a TV show. That was the shit, uh, Jeff, is that she was never on anything. She was just wearing bikinis, and, like, a lot of guys were, like, I guess, fapping to her, and that was it. Like, she, she just was... In bikinis, not, not even on Baywatch, not even, not even like a Carmen no. Electra or Yasmin Belief type. No, not even Anna Nicole Smith. No, she was like the most downloaded woman of the internet. That that was her claim to fame for two years. I want to say. I, I'm going to give up. I, I don't. I don't know. So I'll I'll look it up later when we're ranting about AW or something. But, but yeah, so you know the body Donna has become uh, I guess a thing for a couple of years. Of, you know fighting with um, the Godwins and um, smoking guns. <laughs> smoking guns. And um, let's see here. After smoking guns lost their... Oh, and then she, I think she managed the smoking guns for a short time. Hold on a second. Let me... She might. I mean, I, I, I remember they stuck her with the Legion of Doom, which I mean, or stuck the Legion of Doom with her, uh, it, which was just a weird pairing. None of it made sense. Yeah, she she okay. So weeks later, the Godwins regain the championship, and Sunny turns on the Body Donnas in favor for her new champions. She then turns on the Godwins, which I think was probably the best move in her entire career. 
and helped the Smoking Guns win the Tag Team Championships. After the Smoking Guns lost the titles in In Your House 10 Mind Games, she fired them in the middle of the ring. She oh she was a she, she was the manager of Farouk remember for uh, when she managed Farouk right when he first came out on the Blue Gladiator gear that's right that's right and she helped him uh, in a feud for the Intercontinental Championship against Mark Marrow and his valet Sable yeah and well Sable was out sunny sunny so <laughs> she did that might have been the beginning of her end. That might that might have. Meanwhile, so so Sitch begins an acting career. Uh, she begins acting as host of several WWE television shows, including Live Wire and Shotgun Saturday Night. In addition, she appears on MTV's Singled Out and Entertainment Tonight. Meanwhile, Candido leaves the WWF for ECW, and it's not long before she began making guest appearances with him in the promotion. In '97, she appeared in ECW's Hardcore Heaven pay-per-view and in 98 sunny briefly became a face and became the manager of the legion of doom see this is what you were talking about mm-hmm. um leading them to win a tag team championship under one uh, uh tag team championship number one contender battle royal at wrestlemania sunny would then continue to manage them until she was released in july 1998 so she spends Three years in WWE. It seems like a lot more than that, but um, you were a kid. That's why. <laughs> yes, I was fifteen to ninety-eight, and there were many soldiers lost to to, to Sunny back then. Yes, and catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had backstage problems with Sable, and apparently an addiction to painkillers, and she was no showing several appearances. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, that's sort of the wrestling story, isn't it? I mean, that that would be uh, an episode. I mean, she could be an episode of Dark Side of the Ring if she hasn't already been or if it's or if it really hasn't been canceled. I mean, there was a little dispute about that this week, but uh, it was originally reported Dark Side was canceled. And then Vice said, no, it's not. We're still committed to it. So I guess that's up in the air. But uh it's the typical thing. I mean, we've, we've seen this story on Dark Side, uh, you know, a hundred times. Get addicted to painkillers. I, I don't know that she was ever in pain. I mean, painkillers are basically oxycotton, but basically, you know, fentanyl and op- an opiate. So it's addictive. It gets you high like anything else. Um, yeah. So there it is. I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, I think what's more, I, I mean, today she was in a giant. Twitter fight with Don Tony, um, who's a podcaster, if you don't know that, um, which is strange on a couple levels. Uh, one, she shouldn't be saying anything. She certainly shouldn't be putting anything on, on Twitter. B, he has indicated for years that he had, you know, a friendly relationship with her going back to being friendly with Chris Grandita. Now, I don't know if, if that was accurate or if it was hyperbole or, or, or not, but he's been one of the more sympathetic or you know and and generous towards her um of everyone in the podcast world at least as far as i i know um but that doesn't mean anything anyway it's just deflection because she's you know she's you know it's i mean i'm not to say i'm not i don't mean this literally but the expression punching downward is the only one i can think of i don't think that that really applies here necessarily but i mean like he's an easy target for her 
because uh, she can she can be mad at him instead of you know self reflection, which is you know obviously denial and avoidance is something that narcissists do. Um, but she's she's spending her day on Twitter fighting with people, uh, you know, semi public figures at the you know at that who who knows who else she's feuding with and what else she's putting out there that's stupid and can be used against her. Like I had a seizure, then I had a light heart attack. I mean, who knows what else she's going to say in anger when any lawyer would say, shut down everything, talk to nobody, say nothing, type nothing, get off of social media. Jeff, I feel like she's had like a long history of just not listening to anybody's, um, just not taking anything seriously, right? Like you had probably the best job that could have launched you into Hollywood, right? She could have easily been in the same trajectory as let's say the rock, maybe not, not as um, leading woman in a movie. Right. But she could have been on Baywatch. They they could have gotten her on Baywatch. She could have had a a Carmen Electra like career. You know, she could have done sports modeling she could have been in, you know, you know, bad movies, but, not like B or C movies. She could have been uh, like Jenny McCarthy. Right. She could have been like on like in scary movie or you know you know she could have been on in movies like Wild. I mean I don't know if she can act or not, but a lot of wrestlers can. But yeah, she 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 could have had a career in show business for a while. But I the, you know it's funny because whenever you hear uh, WWE do these documentaries, they're always like the demons. They just couldn't release. They couldn't get away from their demons and. This is really the story of her, right? Like in 2012, like everybody, all this legal news is is news lately, right? We think that we've heard Tammy Sitch involved in, in DUIs and DWIs recently, but she's been battling legal issues since 2012 mm-hmm. when she was arrested about five times in a four-week span for disorderly conduct, third-degree burglary, and three counts of violating a protective order. She was arrested a sixth time in 2013 um, for violating yet another protective order. um, And she served 114 days in Connecticut prison and was released in May 2013. Again, lots of problems with the law, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of them. Um, Even recently, she she had had a DUI driving on without a license. And then, then she had that like terroristic threat you know, a case which, you know, domestic case where she took out a scissor and threatened to kill like her boyfriend or whatever in, in like a convenience store. And, and this this was all within the last few months. She, I mean, who knows how many pending cases and open probations and paroles that she has where she could be getting violations of probation, violations of parole. She could be violating other pretrial bonds. I mean, I don't know what all these other things are and how many cases are pending, but Usually one of the first conditions of a pretrial bond where you can walk is that says violate no laws, commit no crimes. And that, and she's getting charges all over. So I don't, you know, I don't know where these violations of probations are or, you know, or, you know, if you, if you got out or like a lot of times if you get like a, whatever, three year sentence, you serve whatever, 10 months and the rest is suspended. But if you, you know, you violate it, you could go back and do the rest of that time. I mean, I don't know what's happening with all that stuff. I mean, I know that, that in, in Maryland, people don't get that lucky. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I can't speak for New Jersey or, or Florida. Um, but 
you know, my experience has been those, those violations, they get filed basically as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, she's just on and off in in and out of the legal system. And so th this well, begs you know, the, the question. The only time she's not in the legal system is when she, I mean, she spent, I think, like two years in prison. I mean, that that's the only time that she doesn't have an incident every few months. Right. Like 20, throughout May and June of 2015, she's arrested in Pennsylvania three times for driving under the influence. She pleads guilty to all three charges in 2016. Um she spends 90 days in jail, 97 of which I guess are uh, re rehab. Um, in 2018, again, more DUIs. Jeff, this is wild. It's, it's like every year she's got DUIs, DWIs. Why is she still allowed? You work in the legal system. You understand it better than I do. Why is she allowed to roam free with all this history of like DUIs and DWIs, like for their own, for, for the good of, I guess, society, why not lock her up and, and, or force her into a treatment program? I, I wish I could explain it to you. I couldn't, I could, I could have theories and, and talk about this for the rest of the show, but this is actually a busy week in wrestling. There's a lot to talk about. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, you know, I, I, tend to first blame incompetence and laziness on, on parts of the system. The system is probably overcrowded. Uh, they probably view her as a, as a low threat until now. I mean, a lot of times that's what happens. Things are low. Things aren't taken all that seriously until something goes way too wrong. I mean, but, but still she, she made bond. She's out. I, I agree. And, you know, I mean, bond is just there to secure your appearance. I mean, for better or worse, and let's just say it's worse, but in the case of Bond, she has a pretty good history of showing up for her court dates. I mean, she's pled guilty. She's served time. I mean, it's not like she flees. Bond is not for punishment, but I mean, you are presumed innocent. So Bond is to determine whether you're a flight risk. Now, if I was the state, I'd argue that she's a recidivist. She's a repeat convictor and, and it's escalating. It, it's not getting better. And if she wasn't a flight risk before, well, she's never faced homicide charges before. And she has resources. And as far as the state understands, her career only requires that she has Internet access. And she could go anywhere in the world except for like North Korea and get Internet access and, and not lose a dime. And, you know, ho hello, non-extradition Ecuador. <laughs> wow. Wow. But I guess the defense said, listen, she's, she, you know, she's not a flight risk. She's has... 13 charges and has always come to court. She's, you know, she has a proven track record and, you know, make the bond high enough that, you know, she can't afford to look at it. Maybe they found that her net assets were, you know, $227,000 and that's where they came up with that, that dollar. I have, I honestly don't, I can't, I mean, I feel like you, she should be locked away. Uh, probably should have been a while ago. Um, then at the same time, I also hear people yelling about how we have, you know, something like 3 million people incarcerated in the United States. That's the highest rate, you know, uh, of every, any first country world. And people without crimes of violence shouldn't be in, in time. And, you know, and she's a woman, she's not a man. And then there is, you know, they, there is a difference in the treatment there. Um, there's less women's prison. Um, I don't know. I just wow. think 
just think everything is overburdened and you know maybe the fact that she has some level of celebrity has some income i i don't know i i can give you theories i don't know what the real answer is whatever it is there it's not good enough especially for the family of the gentleman who lost his life and and, and to him this is just wild man i just i i just there's no there's no reason for her to just still be out there in the public. I mean, to what, do it again? Like, this is just wild, man. It's just wild. Again, allegedly, but still, like, the track record speaks for itself. Like, she's even been, she's even pleaded guilty to a lot of this. Like, she has no, she has no driver's license. That doesn't stop her from driving. I mean, it's just fucking reckless at this point. This is wild to me. The, uh, the ignition interlock doesn't work. First of all, she disabled one of them, and, and this wasn't her car. This was her boy. Her boyfriend ran to the car. It was her boyfriend's car, something like that. Um, you know, and I'm not even saying he knew that she took the keys or gave her permission to drive. I mean, for all I know, that he left them on the, the counter like you, everyone goes home. They take the keys. They throw them wherever they throw them. And, you know, and then, you know, and who knows? Uh, you know, but if he did give her permission or knew that she'd take the car or knew that, you know, or could be shown that he knew that she had a propensity for doing it. He, he could be in, you know, some hot water himself. Probably not criminal. Um, but anyway, that that's that's a different story altogether. And if there's ever a slow week and that that comes up, just folks remember the the term reservation of rights. So if that ever if if that ever becomes part of the story, I reserve the right to talk further on reservation of rights. Then. Jeff, before we move on to the rest of the week of wrestling, like, do you do you recall any story, any character, any wrestler, any personality in the business that was at the height of popularity and then had an epic fall from grace as as Sonny has? No, I think her fall from grace has been much longer than her grace. Uh, I mean, the the only reason we still know about her is, you know, is that she sort of kept the internet career going. Um, no, but I I feel like we might be in the middle of two others. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know that Jeff Hardy is out of the woods, um, and it's not like Jimmy Uso, you know, has the best track record either. Um, mm. Okay, I mean. Chris Benoit, obviously. But yeah, that's he, the only other one that I thought of immediately was like... But he was dead when he when he fell from grace. I mean, he killed himself, you know, immediately afterwards. So, I mean, if you're talking about someone who's who experienced the slow and steady decade-long fall from grace, you know, 10, 15 years worth of falling from grace... I can't in wrestling. I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been people who embarrass themselves. There's been people who've been, I think, mean, you know, like a superstar Graham is embarrasses himself, but it's not like he's caused harm to anyone else. Uh, Billy Jack Haynes seemed like he was a maniac. Um, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of deaths and overdoses, but even like Scott Hall basically, you know, seemed to have a funk semi-functional life. Jake Roberts seems to be functional. I mean, these are the closest parallels I could think of. I mean, I'm sure there's stories we don't know about or lesser known people, but no, no, no one I think that made it up to the big leagues and had this kind of potential. Because she was sort of unique when she first came up. She she was a she was a, a new item. Um, so no, I can't think of one. Yeah, man, it's tragic, but I mean, it's also like, fuck, get a clue, man. Like, 
even Snooker, by the time things caught up with him, I mean, when he was a star, nobody knew or really cared about it. I mean, it was almost one of those things like, you know, in the good old days, you know, back in the day, um, if you knew about it at all, by the time that the internet and, and modern fans caught up with the story, I mean, he was already an old man and, and maybe was on his way to losing his mind. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Um... Listen, I'm I'm knocking on wood that I hope that this Tammy Lynn Sitch knows not better than to you know take the wheel of a car at all. Even if we do take her word at, at face value with the with the strokes or or the seizures, whatever, you shouldn't be driving. Take the fucking bus. Uh, I'm just gonna say I think that she should serve a long time in prison and by the time she comes out she you know she should be you know well past aarp age what was she she's 50 something right no she according to again according to wikipedia she is 49 she's 49 okay so by the time she comes out she should be close to the minimal social security vesting age of 62 if if that early what what do they say is the uh the max term that she can serve for this manslaughter? What is it, 20 years or 25, 30? I saw both 20 and 30. I haven't looked it up myself. And the thing is, is that, I mean, if you take all the maximum times, it probably would add up to higher than that. But usually, usually charges like this, they, they run concurrently. Um, so if the max is 20, usually the lesser included charges will be in, in part of that. Uh, you know, and, and they sort of are supposed to hang over your head like, you know, Damocles if you get early parole or, you know, good time, time off or whatever for the behavior. But I don't is, know. is there any difference in like jurisdiction? Because like, oh, some yeah. of this happened in, in Connecticut. Some of it happens in Jersey. Some of it happens in Florida. Um, well, yes. It, 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 I mean, the difference would be whether those places uh, still pursue any pending charges or pursue any violations or just drop them because, you know, she's serving time in, in a Florida prison. Uh, usually they don't, but they may reserve on extradition to, to see what happens. Um, it's a whole lot of complications. I, I, but no, I mean, the, all, all of those prior convictions and, and pleads of guilty and all of that are definitely held in the record. They count as priors. They're not ignored just because they occurred in different states in Florida, if that's what you're asking. As far as the technicalities regarding paroles, probations, pending charges, you know, there's certainly differences in jurisdictions and, and extradition and whether they want to spend the money on flights and sending their sheriffs and marshals down and this, that, and the other thing. Wow. Just wow. All right, Jeff, let's move on to some other stuff, some brighter news. And, um, we hope that uh, when we're crossing the street, Tammy isn't running us over. Um, Jeff, where do you want to start with WWE? There is so much going on this week. I, I would just like to, I mean, since we want to do something brighter, let's talk about back, WrestleMania backlash and let's talk about the predictions. Uh, you know, Oh, I, sure. Absolutely. I would love to. Because at least that's sort of fun and it's coming up tomorrow. That's right. WrestleMania Backlash is uh, the pay-per-view that usually comes up after WrestleMania, formerly known as Backlash. Um, and it has it's pretty much like rematches, right? But there's, there's, there's a handful of rematches. Let's see which ones they are. We'll do some predictions here. 
The card seems to be a little light as of right now. Um, six matches on the card right now. Um, I, I pray that it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see more matches added? I, I really, really don't. Um, but, I mean, I, I expect there'll be like a pre-show match with probably like, you know, King Woods and Butch or something dumb like that. <laughs> All right, let's start at the bottom of the card and work our way up. Um, there's been some speculation as to what's going to be the main event, so when we get to those matches later on, Jeff, I'd like your opinion on what you think should be the main event. We're going to go... It's going to be a six-person match. Let's just cut to the cut. Then. You really think so? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Charlotte versus uh, Ronda. I don't think there's any chance they don't end with Roman and Drew. No, I don't think so. Um Let's start number six. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Who do you got on this in this match? Breaks my heart, but I mean, Lashley won last time. I think Lashley's going to have to lose this time. I still have my dream that it's, you know, I mean, first of all, I don't think it'll be clean. It'll involve, you know, MVP, maybe Cedric or, or Shelton. I don't know, but some interference. But my my dream remains that, you know, it's one of those matches where. Lashley gives them the nod and they reform the Hurt Business, but I don't think that's going to be the case because they have like four faces on Raw. Okay. I agree well, with you. Go on, Lashley. I, I, mean, I agree uh, with you, and I wouldn't be surprised oh. if the Cedric tease a couple weeks ago was uh, just an okey-doke and they reformed the Hurt Business with Omos. Right. Um, next, we have Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. I still, I still don't give a shit about this match. Yeah, nobody does. But and because of that, I'm gonna go. I think Moss wins. I mean, what's the point of this if it's not to get Moss over? And please, Lord, I mean, it's not that I'm so invested in Madcap Moss, but with those stupid suspenders and his dumb outfit, I mean, let, let, let's change up the outfit and the routine and stop laughing like a hyena. What is it with faces laughing like hyenas? I mean, he's a face now. He's no longer a heel. He should be laughing like like a comedic Joker. Anyway, Moss. That's my prediction. I think Happy Corbin wins this. Do you think Happy Corbin wins because he has a new sidekick? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think possibly, or I think we see Happy Corbin win because I don't think Madcap Moss is getting over with the fans. I don't think I don't think he's over, and I think the experiment's done. Nah. He, he... Gets a reaction when he beats up Corbin. People hate Corbin. I, I don't know that Moss will be over in any other way or there's any... I mean, not with this gimmick anyway. He's got the... Anyway, I already made it. But he, people hate Corbin because Corbin's that good of a heel. You could say he's that good of a heel or just because people hate Corbin. But that, <laughs> either way, I'm sticking with Moss. All right, we got AJ Styles versus Edge. A little bit on the fence with this one because um, Edge won last match because of the interference it doesn't make sense to start this new faction judgment day apparently it's not grand jury with all the teases of maybe they're going to add more people they're going to go full evil uh you know damien priest is banned from the ring so i mean it's two schools of thought aj gets his win back and they continue the feud and then damien priest comes you know because he's not banned after the match and a lot of people think finn balor is going to come out and rescue him and it makes sense because you know they're doing the bullet club thing with aj and finn so I, I I agree with that school of thought, but I I mean this would have been a perfect place for Dexter Loomis to be the, a guy to join Edge's faction, not as a main player, but as you know someone that 
takes part in beatdowns, beats up jobbers, but is the pin taker in the group. You know, they're not really investing in. But yeah, anyway, never mind about that. Um, but I do think that someone else is going to join Edge's faction. Um, looking at the roster as to who's not really doing much and could use something, Dijak is the one that, that makes the most sense mm-hmm. that's on the Raw roster. Um, okay. I don't think there's anybody on NXT that's going to be elevated. I already talked about Loomis. But I do have a dark horse. Okay. And the dark horse is that they bring back Big Cass. Wow, Really? Yeah, I think he impressed Wednesday night. I don't think he's still on. I think he's basically on a handshake deal with uh, or appearance deal with Impact. They're having their Impact, their uh, pay-per-view right now, tonight. It might be over by now, under siege. I'm sure 17 people are enjoying. Um, and Big Kaz is my dark horse. And, of course, because I'm always trying to get this guy a job, and it would also fit in pretty well with Edge's group, Eric Red, Eric Rowan makes his return. That, that could be another. Put me to uh, sleep. Dark. But I think it's Dodgek. I mean, WWE doesn't do much in the way of surprises. I don't know. I think there's an outside shot that Finn Balor is the the, the secret guy. I, I just don't see... I, I think that they're going to want to play with the Bullet Club thing and have their own thing. You know, because, I mean, Impact is doing the Bullet Club versus Dishonor. You know, New Japan and AEW is sort of playing with it. Impact is sort of playing with it, too, with Jay mm-hmm. White sort of coming mm-hmm. back and forth. I think WWE wants to sort of quietly remind people that they have like the founding members. They have, they have like three leaders and three of the more famous leaders, you know, in Cody, AJ and Finn and all are on raw. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I think I, it'll be, if Finn turns, uh-huh. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be soon. Maybe he will, maybe, maybe that'll happen, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon again. Raw has like five faces, and I'm including Ray and Dominic Mysterio in that five. You you can't turn Finn. I mean, you can't turn anyone right now. Hmm. I disagree with you. I think they can turn him, and I think you know the 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 reason that you give. I think is good for turning them because Vince doesn't care about the Bullet Club. He's, he wants to bury the Bullet Club, so. You, yeah, no, I think Finn would definitely turn on AJ Styles and they would kill all this too sweet bullshit that was going on. And I I see AJ Styles eking yeah, out a win. Yeah. I say too soon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. AJ AJ gets the win, but but he gets... But gets beat, beat up afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Drew McIntyre versus RK Bro. Oh, sorry, Drew McIntyre and RK Bro versus the Bloodline. That's right. Breaking news: Drew turned on the Bros. That's right. You heard it here first. He said, "I, I've got my Angela." Yeah, I have no interest in this. I, 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 I don't. I feel like the the build is lackluster. Jeff, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about this, but why do you think they turned so quickly from the? tag team unification match to this six-man tag i mean you never know vince oh vince has been famous especially in the last few years of changing his mind last minute but i i do think the networks aren't happy about this i don't think either network is happy about there being these unified titles uh i don't or at least unified in one champion i don't think that roman is happy about you know going from having to work on one show to having to work on two shows uh, even though he doesn't do a, a whole lot, and it's sort of the same thing. 
Um, that's nothing. I mean, it's sort of over. You get overexposed to Roman shtick. I mean, once a week is is cool, might be overkill, but twice a week is definitely overkill. Um, so I, I just don't think you know they want to unify titles. Maybe everything's being overexposed, and I also think that they want to have Roman pinned, and they want to have give Drew a moment without it costing anybody anything. But it plans to see that Roman can be pinned, and Drew's the guy that that can do it. Hmm. Yeah, which, I don't know. Which just gives you my prediction: is that the the faces win, and that Roman actually it's not going to be one of the Usos who eats the pin that that Roman e- eats the pin, or it might be one of those things where all three of them get pinned at the same time. Who's who's the legal man who gets pinned? Maybe it's one of the Usos, but all of them take a take a three count. Yeah, I don't. I I disagree with you about Roman getting stale if he works two nights i think roman's the main event guy he's the draw i think you know cody might be second he still gets a really loud pop um rk bro gets a really loud pop too um we discussed this previously like this is a a good time for roman to take a pin the man hasn't been pinned in i don't know how many years it's ridiculous it's it's like two and a half years or something like that Right, and I think this is a match that doesn't mean anything if Roman gets pinned, right? So he can easily get, you know, RKO'd, then Riddle takes the, you know, pins him, but let's be real. It's going to be Drew McIntyre that pins him, and this is going to carry forward the match saying, hey, listen, I pinned you, I won, I should be the guy that 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 is the next contender. Yeah. And I think it would be perfect if, if Randy Orton RKO's him, Drew is the legal man, gets the pin, and he he because then Randy Orton has an argument to say, no, I should be the next guy up because I'm the one that put him to sleep. It's too clever. They they're gonna want three, two, one, Claymore, or 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 uh, Roman mid spear walks into a Claymore or runs into a Claymore. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's what they'd like to do if they could get the time right. I mean let's not forget that the Cardiff show or I'm sorry, Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, which is already sold like something like 66 out of 76,000 seats or something like that. Um, probably sold them all, but by now... It's, it's no forbidden door. But it is in Wales, and, you know, Scotland is just, you know, what, what 500 miles north or south of... Well, Scotland's 500 or 600 right. miles north. Let's get in the Viking ship and let's go see... Let's, do it. Let's, let's get in that long ship and, and, and let's uh, stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> Speaking of stroke, let's talk about Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, I know you're excited. About, I, know you're, I know you're excited about this match. I'm so not excited about this match. I'm, I, I'm so done with both of these guys. You were so excited that when we were talking earlier this week, you were like, I can't wait for this show on Saturday. You thought it was tonight. You thought that this show was. Well, only because I mean Saturday night works so much better for me. First, it's like it's a it's a reason not to have plans to to go out as opposed to recording a podcast, which is you know, what I do twenty three other times a week. Um, and, and you know, Sunday's a work night, so like six matches, great. Starts at eight o'clock. You know, if it starts at, actually promptly at seven, they have the pre. You know, and you know, six matches, it's got a chance of being over by eleven. But they go more than that, you know. It's, it's it, 
it's going to risk midnight. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't think they give you that. I get sleepy. You get what? What match will put you to sleep? Um. Wow. I mean, Moss versus Corbin, except I think it's going to be quick. I mean, AJ versus Edge, because Edge loves to have freaking long matches. Um, Cody versus Seth definitely is at risk of putting me to sleep. <laughs> so rude. I, I, I cannot tell you how little I like it. I mean, both these guys, I'm so sick of both of them. And by the way, we you know, our, is Cody mania over? All of a sudden, everyone's saying, we've been talking about that for weeks. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. What weeks? <laughs> Fucking shit. He just debuted it on WrestleMania. Right. It's, it's been like, right. That's right. What was WrestleMania? Five weeks ago? Probably half a week. The first ones here, and, and frankly, it, it's me, because you disagree. You, you think that Cody's great. Um, I do. Okay. But, uh, look, you had you look. They were in uh, Nassau Coliseum last night. Not Nassau Coliseum. What is the the UBS Arena now? UBS, right? They were no, no. They were at the Nassau Coliseum. They were in Uniondale because Charlotte says, "Hey, Uniondale." Yeah, but that that's the UBS Arena. Is it? no the UBS Arena is a different. It's in it's in um it's not in Uniondale. It's in like Rosedale. It's it's a, it, in Rosedale. It, it's where like Belmont uh, Park is. I'm not sure about that one. I I'm sure about it. I I've been there. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> so ah, whatever. Who cares where they were? So well, the, there's a kid it doesn't that jumps, matter where they were. The, there's a kid that jumps the rail to go see um to get a picture with Cody Rhodes. You did you see this video on Twitter? No. No. Of course, because you've got a cold heart. Did he give him his his muscle belt, his white weightlifting belt? No, he didn't, but he did give him a picture later. Security was like, what do we do with this kid? He was like, he looked like he was like eight. And and everybody's like, oh my God, should do we drag him out? Do we beat him up? What do we do? It would have been funny if he beat up Cody and then said, Dave Chappelle, you're next. <laughs> oh no, please no. At least Dave Chappelle can uh, can uh, hold his own. I mean, oh, yeah. broke that guy's arm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, speaking about breaking arms, we got Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. We, we haven't picked Cody and Seth yet. Oh, you picked? Oh, didn't you pick Cody? I didn't say anything. I just said I'm sick of both these guys. And you and oh, I yeah, th- I interpreted that as double countout. <laughs> I, I am picking Cody. I I think that Seth loses another one. Don't care. And maybe that's how they they since they need to turn someone face. Maybe that's how they turn this ridiculous character face because he's got to get introspective because he keeps losing. I think this is a great opportunity for Seth Rollins to debut his new valet that is at not a person but a, a cat. And so he he has a cat that will will scratch Cody Rhodes and then he'll pin him one, two, three. I'm all and, for that. Seth Rollins is allergic to cats. And then there's there's it's a, it's a cat versus versus dog match later on. Mm-hmm. So they're just gonna stretch this out one more month. So about, next there are hand puppets, cat and dog. It very well could be, or or you know what? Maybe they have like um, WWE superstars portraying the animals, right? So like Alexa Bliss isn't doing anything. She could be Seth Rollins' cat, and then we have Pharaoh come in as Pharaoh. Maybe Zia Lee has finally de- decided that Cody deserves protection, so she'll protect him by. <laughs> Holy <Pharaoh>. shit! <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> That's right, and Xia Li will be Pharaoh. I love it. Okay. 
That's great. All right, so who are you picking? Because I, I know that you're in love with Seth Rollins. I'm picking Seth Rollins. I think he gets his win back. Yeah, I, I, I just think that they are building Cody as, as this juggernaut, but not like the monster juggernaut, just like the technical wrestler doesn't quit juggernaut. And, you know, and Seth's time is gone. Anyway, so we both I made up that. I think we get a guy, uh, we get a bald guy with a leather jacket that comes out and helps Seth win, and he beats him up. Mm, it's not the end of May yet, so I'm not sure who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. It's that guy I Goldberg? can't stand. Can't, maybe maybe, right back. maybe they just have him like in 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 silhouette like you don't really see him he's like in a dark hoodie i'm sure ryback is welcome in wwe right now after his little oh, I'm sure. position this week absolutely what what do he do he he he's he basically this wished death on vince and basically said screw your mother yeah what is wrong with him like, get over yourself, man. Like, I, I hear you. You're upset. They fired you. But, bro, like, it's been like six years, man. Get over it. It's done. And and nobody's hired him since. I mean, listen, if your wife throws you out, it's okay to be mad with her. But, but, but after six years and nobody else wants to date you, at some point you have to say the problem might be me. Right. I don't you know. know what, what I think for his punishment should be is that they should feed him more, but it should only be like vegan bars. That's it. He should eat vegan bars. That's all he gets fed from now on. I like it. Maybe. That's my QAcon. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a good QAcon on here. Well, yeah. My big has one. Maybe that counts as a QAcon. Who knows? All right, so we, oh, hold up a second. I, I forgot to touch that one. Jeff, there's no fucking way that they, they have Big Cass show up. Like, the guy just lost to Wardlow. Like, Wardlow, Jeff. Not like MJF. Not Wardlow somebody is big. my breakout star of 2022. Oh, my God. He's going to break out of uh, his fucking shirt, and that's about it. Like, Listen, he's seven feet tall. He looks He's not crazy. seven feet tall. Stop it. They'll give him plenty of time. I'm talking about Cass. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wardlow. <laughs> He, he, he looks he looks great. His moveset is better. He hasn't had any seizures. No. He sort of looks a little bit like Edge. He'd be a good heavy. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be the guy who wins now. That they have Priest for that. They can they can build him. I'm just listen. I don't think he is either. Because I, I'm not really sure about his, his status contract wise with Impact. I'm just saying that, that it's a dark horse, and he would be a pretty cool fit for that. No, I, I think if anyone, it's going to be Dijak. I mean, because. What else are they going to do with that guy? And he's and he's if they haven't released him already, they obviously think that there's something to they want to do something with him. So unless you're going to make him a monster face, you have to make him part of a faction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Dijak is going to show up, and everybody's going to be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Well, they can put him in, you know, wrap around sunglasses and a black suit. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. The Miz. The Miz. No, the Miz is not a faction guy. That's what the Miz, that, but that's what the Miz wears. All right. Charlotte Flair is the champion. We've got Ronda Rousey. Just can't wait to beat her up, but then is always getting an, her ass beat when it comes to Charlotte. Charlotte's still looking strong two week, two months later. Well, where are we going with this, Jeff? Who's winning? I don't, I honestly don't know who's winning uh, this because. I mean, if if Rhonda looked like she had an ounce of energy to her, if she looked like she was invested, if she seemed like she had a, a bit of charisma to her, a bit of uh, TV presence, I'd say it was a no-brainer. I picked her for WrestleMania. I was wrong. I'm going to pick her again because I think what's the point of having Ronda Rousey there if you're not going to 
make her a champion. And they already have a side story for Charlotte already built in. Um, and they, and you already have Lacey Evans coming back saying she wants to be the next SmackDown women's champion, which you don't usually do in WWE unless you're going to be positioned to be in a program. And Charlotte, I mean, I think they're good. She's going to be doing, having an intergender match with Drew Gulak, maybe SummerSlam, probably before that. But I think her next program is with Drew Gulak. Maybe it'll continue with Alaya or Leah, whatever her name is. Um, but yeah, so Aaliyah. I'm, I'm, Aaliyah, I'm going to go with uh, who I, I'm amazed hasn't been future endeavored, but okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. Maybe I'm wrong again, but I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey to win this one. Uh, Charlotte's been so annoying and beating everyone up and being the bully, and they've made her look so strong that it's got to be that she finally quits. The, the queen finally quits. I agree with Ronda winning. I disagree with who her next person is. I think what would be best for Charlotte is if she just takes a couple weeks off, maybe six weeks, eight weeks, you know, let her cool off, give somebody else the time to, to step up. Maybe Bailey returns. She's, you know, she's ready. Um, and, and maybe Alexa bliss and some sort of a uh, trade to SmackDown. I don't know. Well, I mean, oh, well, I think for Charlotte, I think her taking some time off would be fine. Um, and I also think that it would be fun that even if she took some time off, they had some pre-record things where she sent like like negative cameos to Drew Gulak, like sort of mocking him in different in different e-forums. So like he like logs onto TikTok and she's mocking him. He goes home and like says, Alexa, turn on the, the you know turn on the news, and instead there's a pre-recorded you you have a cameo message. Oh, a cameo message, great! Someone gave me a gift. And it's like Charlotte making fun of him. I mean, I think, I think that could be fun. But um, as far as Ronda, <laughs> she needs a she needs a heel, someone who's expendable, someone who's not going to win a title anytime soon. So I think her next I think her next program will be a transitional program, and it'll probably be Shayna. Mm. Really, Shayna yeah. Baszler. Versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She was part of the four, the, the UFC four horsewomen. Hmm. How do you get there? They were best friends, but they weren't really sold as best friends on the main roster. How do you get there? We've trained together. I've trained you for this. I know I'm the, I'm your teacher. I know everything, you know, you've got a title. I want the title and it ain't hard. Hmm. Friendship aside, history aside. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, what, what do they say? Pound fists. What do boxers do when they tap their gloves in the beginning of a match? Kiss. Whatever. Yeah, right. Kiss. We'll, we'll, kiss, <laughs> we'll kiss and then fight. The code of honor will be adhered to. Of course it won't. But that, that's what I'm not. But yeah, I think, I think Ronda. I, I, I don't need a fantasy book beyond Ronda. I just think Ronda's going to win this match. I mean, otherwise, just cut that, cut that off your salary. You know what match that I'm I, I agree I, I think Ronda wins. Um what I'm surprised that Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel is not on this card. Too soon. Too soon. I, I mean I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a TV match. I, I don't or you know, maybe a, a, a lesser pay-per-view. I'm not sure. I mean this is a this is WrestleMania backlash. So I mean it's not a it's not a new program. And and I realize not all these are new programs, but they're at least Vaguely related. Isn't isn't the women's tag team match? Is that a 
WrestleMania backlash, or is that next week on SmackDown? That was going to be the next one that I brought, bring up. No, it doesn't seem to be on this card. Um, hey, hey, listen, we said anything could be added. This very well could be added, but right now it's not. So that seems like something to be ripe for a pre-show. I mean, I'd like to see Zaylee uh, face somebody. I don't know why. I mean, I, I know I'd want to see her, but I don't know why she'd be wrestling someone on the pre-show. Like who it would be. Even if it's just a squash match. Mm. But again, there is Aaliyah. no... Yeah, but, well, yeah, that'd be fine. I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with her killing Aaliyah or killing Shotzi or killing anybody. I, yeah, I don't actually mean actually killing them. Shotzi's a good one. Yeah. I mean, the one person she can't kill and she'd have to be killed by is Lacey Evans. So I don't want to see Zia Lee as the jobber. But, I mean... But, this... but, but they could do a good job of maybe... Maybe they should have held back Lacey for a couple more weeks and just built up Zaya as this, like, you know, um, mercenary. Similar to what they did with Asuka, but then feed Zaya Lee to Lacey Evans. See, I don't want to feed her, but I, so, you know, it would make sense if they have no real plans for her. Um, this Lacey Evans thing, it's been so bad. It's been so awful. Oh, I thought you were going to say so hot. No, it's been so uncomfortable. I mean, there's only two ways they can salvage it. One is that's a complete swerve, and she just turns like you know, delusional heel on us. Like so, Sergeant you know, Slaughter thinking he's a patriot, but he's you know, sort of uh, just a uh, you know, it's like an oath keeper or something, and she's an oath keeper. Um, or they have to make her a monster face, so she's got to squash a bunch of jobbers, you know, and then she's got to squash some you know, non-jobber jobbers like Aaliyah and and you know, lower you know, Natty and you know, people like that. She's got to. She's got to get some, you know, quality wins, you know, maybe, you know, against people who don't always lose, like Carmella and Queen Zelina. You know, they, they've got to, she's got to get, you know, start winning quickly to, to be built up so people forget these miserable, miserable five vignettes. I don't think that they've been miserable. I really think that the, the, the fanfare that you saw on SmackDown this week when she was introduced was was genuine i do also think that the way she was introduced by samantha irvin was very odd the idea of her saying hey guys you know here's lacey evans you know she before she comes out she really wants you to show her some respect like right like did that seem like that would be a heel turn right there um, a little bit, but I'm, I, it was yeah. just so weird. But, right. but like, it sounded like she wanted her to say, have her stand for the for the national anthem and like have like a Colin Kaepernick moment or something. Yeah, that's what I was getting. I felt like it was like, stand, you know, hey, she's a troop. She's a you know, show some respect to the soldiers. But it was it, it was a, a little heelish because it's it's not show some respect for the soldiers or the the uniform or a veteran. It's more like, show me some respect. Right. It was like Rick Rude. I want all you fat, sweaty, out of shapes, whatever he used to say. Yeah. But I don't think that this is a heel turn. I think, you know, now that, I, that I'm thinking about it, I think Bailey is a perfect heel to come back and take a loss and put Lacey over because Bailey can afford a loss. Sure. Ring rust, whatever. She wasn't. She's not in the best shape. You know, she's not in full shape yet. But she'll, she'll get her yet, Dick Dastardly. Um, yeah, 
that, that's fine. But I agree. It, it, the whole thing was awkward. And no, I, I don't think it's going to be a heel thing. I'm just saying if they want to salvage what, listen, you you didn't you don't think it's been bad. I know a lot of people who have. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say universally, but I think it is. So my way to salvage it and keep her a uh, face is to have her have dominating wins against heels who aren't supposed to always take losses, but we know can like your Carmelos, like your Zelinas. I think the tough part is whenever you have like a a, a personality that's so like pro America. You need someone that is anti-America, and not even so pro-America. I mean, she puts that in there, and that's the thing that gets the pop. United States Marine, but it's more about I had a really hard life, and if I can overcome, you can overcome, and I've overcome, and now I'm going to overcome. But then at the end, she's like, "Well, I think I can overcome, can't I? Yeah, I, I can pretty much overcome. I, I can hold my own with anyone. I mean, it's it's like it, it's like inspirational until it gets sort of, you know." week yeah i don't know i don't know man i i just i don't know where they're headed with this i like that but um i really don't i i don't want to see them turn her heel yet like i wanted them to see i don't think they're i don't think you have anything to worry about just yet but if this doesn't work if she doesn't get the 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 response yeah i mean that they have i mean and and i'm all for it because i i like i said i i like heels and heels I think should represent things that are in our society, maybe take a little bit further now. And we have a big, you know, deep state, Alex Jones kind of far right or far left, you know, sort of phenomenon. She could totally be like the deep state conspiracy theorist. And if she's not the one to, to be able to do the, the talking for that, I mean, what a shame this could have been something great for Malcolm Bivens, but you can always find a talker who can, you know, talk about, I mean, Sami Zayn sort of doing to a lesser extent for himself, but, someone to be her mouthpiece who can talk about conspiracies and, and deep state. And, and, you know, you, nobody wrote me a letter when I was serving overseas or when I was deployed, or, you know, John Cena never came to my base, you know, <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. You know, going back to think about like Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle was very patriotic, right? Mm-hmm. But he never kind of was, was, you know, pro in an angle with someone that was like pro America, anti America, right? I don't remember, but I mean, but he definitely, you know, used those gold medals as, you know, as a heel. Like, you know, I'm the American icon and you aren't. So I mean she could do that. That that's easy enough to do. Or someone could. I hope she can. Right, right, right. Hmm, interesting. I'm 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 eagerly anticipating to see more from her. Um what else can we talk about? Um, WWE? WWE related. You want to talk? Is it safe for us to talk about releases, or do we want to hold off on that for a little bit longer? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we can talk about spring break results and then get into the releases. That's a sort of a nice segue into NXT. All right, let's talk about that. Um, did you watch the show? Sure, of course I did. Um, so, yeah. So first things I think, folks probably know already, but there were no title changes. So that's, you know, probably the big thing. Um, Ron Breaker, you know, uh, prevailed over Joe Gacy. It's it sort of, the show sort of left off on a bit of a cliffhanger where there were two, I guess we'll call them druids that they were, you know, standing. They didn't do anything, but after afterwards, uh, apparently there was a scene that we didn't see on live TV that where they beat him down. So Joe Gacy has new people because uh, when we get to the releases, we'll know that, you know, one of the people who was his main 
heavy and somebody who's recruiting are both gone. Um, so two new people, we don't know who they are. Uh, just because we could tell they were Caucasian doesn't mean that they will be. They use people under robes all the time and then change who they were, you know, think back to retribution. So uh, anyway, uh, Roderick Strong seems to be the leader of Diamond Mine now. He is not happy with the creeds, uh, you know, so. He's not, that's not the only thing he's not happy with. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much anyone wants to hear about Roderick Strong, but if you didn't hear it, Apparently, he's been asking for his release, even though he just re-signed the contract. Me, I, I lost the bet that I predicted he would have been released by month, by Christmas of last year. Um, so I don't know why they, they didn't say yes, but that's that's irrelevant. Anyway, he asked for his release. Apparently, he's asked for it a couple times. They said no. Um, so he's stuck on the card, and and, and he's uh, seems to be the leader of Diamond Mine, but they're clearly uh, nonplussed with him. Um I don't know why the, I I don't know if I believe that story because what's so special about Roderick Strong that he's asking for his release multiple times and they won't release him. Yeah, maybe they just don't want to reward that for people who are in contracts any longer. They want to send a signal: if you sign a contract with us, we're not going to release you anymore unless we want to. Maybe they just feel like whether they say no or not, he's going to be a professional and he's whatever his lack of charisma and presence in that he's a good solid coach and trainer and he can, he's still going to work with the younger talent because, you know, because that's probably what his future is going to be. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's about vindictive. I just think that they think that he has some value for them and it's probably in the, in the working with the younger guys, coaching them up area. Do you also think that the value is also in keeping him away from the rest of undisputed era in AEW? I mean, maybe. I mean, that's that's sort of obvious, too. Also, his wife is sort of an AEW. I mean, you know, she sort of came out of nowhere and then lost and hasn't been mentioned since. Um, I don't think that that whole thing is making any inroads, though. I mean, it's it seems to be more like a bullet club versus non-bullet club kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't want to sort of reunite that band. But, I mean, is, is Roderick Strong going to AEW going to make another single soul watch it that's not already watching Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. I, I think WWE does things for their own reasons. I don't think they're concerned about Undisputed Era. I agree with you. There's nothing special about Roger Strong. I'm just trying to make some fodder for why. Well, we don't need fodder. I promise you, there's tons of stuff. So there was, there was also a sit-down between the two crime families of NXT, I, I mean, someone can explain to me what kind of crime you can have in NXT. I mean, what, what, what businesses are being run there? Are they shaking down the concession stand? I mean, what's what, are they are they charging protection to uh, Chase University? I was about to say that. I mean, listen, you, we know a guy that goes there all the time, David. I mean, he needs some protection. He doesn't have any fucking money. What are they going to get a ten percent off to the coffee shop in the back of Epcot Center from? Or maybe it's Nico extra. Maybe he needs some protection, and they they're hustling him. Yeah, maybe they just let him keep his phone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he needs protection from the NXT people, <laughs> and and so apparently he can get his reserve seat. So that's right. <laughs> apparently, you know, I've been sitting here for two years, so I should always sit here. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. Um, so anyway, it was the sit down between 
the legato del fantasma faction and Tony D'Angelo's. And again, this guy who I guess is sort of a celebrity came in and he's the consigliere. Anyway, it, it, it was fine. It was a little bit silly, but, uh, you know, they, they came to some accord, but it was a false accord because at the end, legato del fantasma beat up and kidnapped uh, the consigliere, who even though he's a celebrity, I, I can't remember his name. So I'm just going to call him Joey Bag of Donuts. And they beat up Joey Bag of Donuts and put him into uh, SUV, just like they were doing when they first were forming Legado del Fantasma and pretending they were kidnapping the members of Legado del Fantasma. So <laughs> so that was the sit down. That was that. Um, on the women's side, there was a little miscommunication between Natalia and Last, Le- Last Legends, and the heels lost. Cora Jade, they're still trying to make her face. Her and Nikita Lyons won. Nikita Lyons is already heads and tails way better than Cora Jade. And Last Legend is just bad. She She's awkward in there. It was during the commentary, like she did a drop kick and like maybe she got to Nikita Lyons, like upper thigh, lower abdomen. And they said, did you see the height on that drop kick? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I did see the height on that or lack thereof. I mean, last legend. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they see a personality there, and they like the fact she was in WNBA, and they like her hype and her presence. But she's a project. Like I, like I see her being like slightly below where Tiffany Stratton is in in her development. Mm-hmm. That, that was spring breaking. I mean, it was it was a perfectly fine show. Um, the the new uh, British kid, the guy from the UK, who's not anywhere near six two or two thirty. Beat Grayson Waller, so I'm okay with that because I don't really see much of Grayson Waller. But yeah, that was a show. I mean, the matches were fine. Um, what do you think? Right. What do you think of Malcolm Bivens now that he's been released? He apparently was. I think he was doing stand up. He was. He was doing a stand up show, obviously for a very inside wrestling audience, or they were right. or they were pretending. Right, and and so one of the jokes he says is. Hey, if you guys want to work for WWE for a long time, just make sure they send you to NXT UK. Like they completely forget that exists. No, he didn't say that. He he was like, say, if you want to work forever, go to NXT UK. It's like he's like, you can kill three families. You can you can shoot up the Popeyes down the street, and you can be on the FBI number one on the FBI's most wanted list. They'll put you in a program with with Ilya Dragunov. It was actually sort of funny. Um, it was. I, but that's what I took it as is like nobody watches that shit. Not even nobody's paying attention. I they they might have been part of it. I just took it more as that it was sort of like when speaking out happened. They're like you know they they got rid of like Jack Gallagher, but like everyone else who was accused, you know, nobody lost their jobs. Jordan Depp, oh, that's right. you know, it's it's like you know sort of anything goes there. And, and, you know, maybe there's more wild people over there in, in NXT UK. I don't watch NXT UK, so I right. yeah, I, I don't know who, who these people are or who the, what their backstories are. Um, but, okay, so that, that brings us to the releases. So, you know, for anyone who, who's been in a vacuum, uh, last Friday, NXT released people. Um, four of the people, honest to God, I don't know who they were. I don't know the names. I'm not going to look them up. One was a referee. Um, the people of some note would be Persia Parada, uh, who was in, um, she was in the pro uh, in the program with, uh, Duke Hudson and Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. She was Indy's best friend. She really wasn't very good. 
Um, I'm not particularly surprised, except that she's been featured on TV. But let's remember sort of what Triple H told us a few months ago, that in NXT, you basically, if you get on TV, you basically have six months to prove who you are. And, you know, if, if you're not making inroads or we don't see the development we want, you know, you're gone and maybe you'll go somewhere else and get better and maybe you'll come back, we'll bring you back another day. You know, or, or maybe not. Maybe it's just not for you. So Persia Parada, um, Dexter Loomis, who was Indy's husband. This one was a surprise to me. I know he's an older guy. I know you don't like sort of creepy, mystical characters. Um, but he's, he's a good worker, body guy, looks like a wrestler. He got over with people as a face and heel without saying a word, which is pretty impressive because most people can't do it with words. And again, I, I just think that he would be would have been like a perfect guy to bring into Edge's faction, sort of as the fourth person, not the third, the, the one who can eat eat the pins in the bigger feuds, but you know, but still, you know, wins matches against sort of like your lower card or your enhancement talent. Um, so that was a surprise to me. Uh, but I guess at thirty nine, if you, if they don't think that you have it in you and you're not coaching up the other people, you know, I guess it is. You know, I guess the theory is we cut bait. Probably the one that surprised most people was Harlan. That's uh, Parker Boudreaux. Um, a lot of people called him Baby Brock. That was unfair to him. It's unfair to Brock. He really, once I saw him on NXT, he was a lot smaller than I, than I thought he was. He, I mean, he's a stocky guy, but he wasn't that much bigger than Joe Gacy. Certainly not a Brock Lesnar. Seemed a little bit quick to, to give up on the guy, but, I, you know, I don't think he had an attitude problem. I don't know. But I, I guess it's just a case where they didn't think he was developing fast enough. Um, we saw him in very few matches, and they were certainly short. Maybe that's why they wanted him to do that program with Brian Kendrick before he got before he got released. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe they thought Brian Kendrick could coach him up. Um, I don't know, but that one that one was probably shocking because even if he wasn't, you know, they cut big pretty quick. I mean, they gave Lars Anderson or Lars Sullivan. A lot more time, and again, maybe their new philosophy is we're not going to waste that much time on people. I, I don't know. That that one was a shock, but maybe he just wasn't good at the wrestling thing. Dakota Kai, that's another one that people are really surprised about. Not me. Um, I don't think that she was right for the main roster. Too small, too thin, not particularly attractive, and people think she's a good hand. I don't think she's very good. I mean, that that finisher of hers where she does the three kicks in the corner. It's every bit as bad as the bunny. I mean, actually, it's worse. I mean, it's obvious that she misses. She doesn't. It's like Rio. She doesn't look like she can hurt anyone. The the the. I mean, I think the template for for women wrestlers going forward in WWE is more your Bianca Belair and and Rhea Ripley types. I don't think you're going to have these you know, these smaller women unless there's something really special about them, or you may have like your like your last legends. Uh, Raquel, well, Raquel Rodriguez now, or Nikita Lyons types that are you know bigger and have something special about them. Um, Dakota Kai just wasn't special, and she's also getting out there, so she was released as well. And then Malcolm Bivens, who we—that's sort of how we did the segue. This was a shock to me, but oh well, Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens, both of their contracts were expiring soon. They had advised that they would not be resigning, so WWE said, well. Why wait? So they sort of asked for it, um, and they were granted an early release because they weren't going to resign. So for Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens, there's no reason to be outraged. The Malcolm Bivens story seems strange um, because he had 
all the tools, all the charisma. Uh, I heard from somewhere that he wanted to be a professional wrestler. He's a very small man. I heard he's not a very good wrestler. He's okay at best. Uh, but apparently he just doesn't want to be in wrestling any longer. He wants to try other things. Now, he's a smart guy. He's a good talker. You know, people who are creatives, maybe he's creative in lots of other levels. I just don't get if you work this hard to make it to the New York Yankees and you're on the precipice of being in the New York Yankees and they're going to offer you a major league contract, that you don't take that and run with it, especially when you'd be such a breath of fresh air there. That he's just not happy doing it. And I guess in show business is one of the places where happiness should matter, but wrestling is really lower end show business. I don't understand this thinking. I, I just don't. He said he might come back for the right price, which is being to come back because, you know, no one else, you know, that's professional wrestling. It didn't necessarily mean WWE. But, I, I you know, I don't want to. I don't want to comment further because I don't know what his other skill set is or skill sets are, what else he wants to do and what his other talents are. Probably know it could be like Donald Glover Jr. and he could do everything. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but to me, this is, this, is a, this is a shame, but it seems like it was his choice. Agreed. And he said as much uh, during, um, I guess, a stand-up routine that he did uh, earlier this week. You can watch that, that clip on Twitter if you search Malcolm Bivens. I think he actually retweeted it. Um, he did. Yeah, it's all. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, you haven't looked for it. I mean, and it's it's not. It's only like a three and a half minute watch, and it's actually sort of funny. So, I mean, he's not a bad comedian. He's not great. And they were a lot of wrestling jokes. So, but, you know, it's good for us. We talked about Roddy. Also, Candice LeRae, her contract expired. She's also has a newly born. So people think she's going to be the Joker in the AW Owen Hart women's bracket. I mean, I can't imagine that's the case. Uh, people are sort of fantasizing to be Gargano and LeRae. I don't know why anyone would fantasize that. It seems like, you know, but whatever. Anyway, Candice LeRae is no longer with NXT or WWE and it's a free agent. Yeah, I, I, I would I want to say that I'm shocked by some of these, but again, like none of them were lighting the world on fire. And I feel like you you hit the nail right on the head when you said, you know, they're looking for people that are making an impact. Raquel Gonzalez, Raquel uh, Rodriguez, whatever they're calling her now. Um, she looks like she can make an impact. She can stand in the ring face to face with Charlotte. And it doesn't look odd, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so th I think that makes perfect sense. Everybody else, I mean, pfft. you're right. The Dakota Kai, they've got they've got Dakota Kai and Sasha Banks. They've got Dakota Kai and a couple other women that are already in the main roster. Um, not to say that Aaliyah has the same work rate as Dakota Kai, obviously not. But in 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 kind of statue-esque i guess in stature and and it's the same kind of build right if, yeah. if not i think Aaliyah is a little thicker but a little bit i mean Leah's probably 102 pounds and dakota kai is probably 98 pounds right bivens is the one bivens is the one where you could have gotten a lot more out of being a fresh valet a manager for people that can't talk I yeah. think that would be more interesting to see. But again, the guy didn't want to be there. So, right. yeah, the one thing he did address is that no one ever talked to him about managing almost. 
Now there was there was nothing necessary. I mean, you could infer there was no no other detail provided, so you can infer from that that he would have been interested in that. You could have inferred from that that it wouldn't have made a difference, and and nobody could tell you that you're wrong except for Malcolm Bivens either way. But he did say that no one ever talked to him. They did talk to him about the main roster. He was offered a contract. No one ever talked about almost that. That's the extent of what he said so far. Right, openly. Yeah. Right. Oh, openly. Um. I want to want, I figured that now since we're in WWE, we can just sort of run through some of the WWE related news and notes because there's a bunch of little things. One, Big E, who's always a positive guy, released something and spun it positively, but apparently his injury is not healing so far optimally. He's still very positive, but I mean, it, obviously that's not a good sign, but you know, you know, what, you know, keep our thoughts with him and uh, you know if anyone can do it he can he does he definitely has the willpower and the work ethic to you know if he can make it possible to come back to the ring great uh yeah i think you know you know and hopefully get at least a recovery even if it doesn't involve wrestling a full recovery that it can involve a you know a life that's normal it doesn't involve wrestling so hopefully that's happening right you, you saw his tweet right yes yeah I mean, it's not, he he's some bad news in a in a bright and shiny way. I mean, it's unfortunate, um, but it's not like hopeless. I mean, again, we've seen other guys that have received this type of news before: Austin, Edge, and they're both back in the ring. And true, it's a long it's a long journey, but you know, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see Biggie in a ring again. But Biggie's the type of guy like he's such an energetic presence. Like you don't really even need him in the ring. I hope he's someone that they would make room for no matter what. Be sure right. he could definitely be a commentary. He could be an interviewer. He could he, he could be a manager. I mean, you, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to still power lift if you know, depending on what the injury is or not. Uh, but you know, he, you know, if you're not if you don't need that for your career, you, you could drop some of that thickness and. You know, he could be a manager and not look ridiculous being a manager, being, you know, 280. Um, anyway, Bray Wyatt and JoJo got engaged, so that's sort of WWE-related. Oh. Um, the Zone, D-A-Z-N, they apparently paid WWE $500,000 to promote the Taylor versus Serrano uh, UFC fight or Bellator fight, whatever it was, an MMA fight, uh, I think, during WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Riddle is officially divorced. I think he's been divorced at least a month at this point. Nikki Bella, my favorite wrestler, who is more famous than your fa favorite wrestler, uh, is to, she's going to be hosting a game show that's on USA. So Nikki Bella continues to be more famous. Right. Than, you know. Yeah, it's great. I know we should. Everybody should celebrate. There should be applause. I don't know if this is WWE related or not, but apparently the authors of pain are now going to return to wrestling. I guess they were taking some time off. They were doing cryptocurrency. They were doing all sorts of things, <laughs> but now they're coming, they're coming back to wrestling. Uh, I hope the WWE takes a look at them because I like them. I don't know they were, why they released them. They desperately need tag teams. And no, they uh, don't. yes, it's shush. And they were awesome. Um, they were good. I'm not going to say they were awesome. Um, other news, WWE said their next draft or superstar shakeup is going to be in September, October. So just what we want. Um, and they had their first quarter revenue report and they had a record $333.4 million 
gross with a net of 66.1 million for the quarter. So obviously they're on a, so you can say that they're doing a lot of stuff wrong, but one thing they are not doing wrong is making money. Making money. That's right. Making money. So that's it for my WWE news and notes that don't involve ratings. And so we usually circle back to that at the end. So yeah, let's, let's move on to whatever is next on your hit list there. Oh, talk about my hit list. Let's talk about AEW. Sure, sure. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, I sent you a link to this video from Girl on Cinema. Earlier this week, she made a video where she was just railing on AEW because it just has become very formulaic. And I have the tendency to agree with her. Like, I feel like everything opens up with CM Punk. Everything ends up with... uh, you know, the same uh, fight. The well, same... we don't need to agree with her. Agree with me. I've been saying this for, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm not sure if she's stealing my shit or I'm stealing her shit, but I've been saying for weeks. And I, I, I mean, I said, starts with punk. Then then you go to the, the BCC where they all get introduced separately. And then you have usually some sort of MJF segment or MJF related segment. They may put in a woman's thing, usually Britt Baker or maybe Jade in there. Then you go usually to Jericho, and if it's not Jericho, then you go to the Hardys. That that's our number one for the last several weeks. It's it's fucking lame. It's it's all it's all lame. Like this is, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm. It's all redundant. And then like for people to tell me that it's not, it's just ridiculous. It's like, how long has this fucking Owen Hart tournament been going on, Jeff? Like, is it three months now? They're in qualifying matches still to get into the tournament. This is fucking dumb, Jeff. Like, it's been like, I feel since the beginning of January, we've been told about this goddamn Owen Hart tournament. It is now May. And who do you think Joker's going to be? Who? The Joker. Before I even get into that idea. Actually, let's, 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 we can do that when it's closer to that event. (laughs) Jeff, why? Why is there a Joker position? You've just had like eight weeks of qualifying matches. So now you're just going to give away a fucking spot to some fucking jabron? Right. And you need to bring in two more people. I mean, you need to bring in two more people to to take higher places on the card or just to more clutter the whatever counts for the mid card there. Jeff, I wouldn't be so worked up if it wasn't for the fact that all the AEW fans love to say that we're not WWE. We book smart. This is totally WWE booking. You put this is not the casino battle royal. Why is there a Joker position? I don't. I I, don't. I know you know Jeff. God damn it! Tell me. Sure, I know because these are surprises. They're running out of things to have surprises about. So these will be surprise entrants, which people are going to be speculating on for weeks as to who's going to. Which free agents are going to? Is it going to be the Garganos? Is it going to be Cesaro? Is it going to be the the people who leave Impact every single week, and the and for the next four weeks, the next four people who leave Impact that we don't know about? Is it going to be Bullet Club? Is it going to be Chris Bay? Is Okada coming? Is Okada going to be the Joker? I mean, I really hope that it's fucking Kushida. I really hope it's like something really fucking lackluster, and everybody's going to swear that they're fucking impressed. Oh my God! It's Kushida. Nobody gives a shit. It could actually be Kushida, except they're 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 facing Samoa Joe. So what are they going to do? They're going to have Samoa Joe, you know, take his first loss, even though he won't lose his Ring of Honor TV title. But Ring of Honor doesn't even have television yet, and they're going to have their TV champion lose to to the Joker. I mean, I you know, 
I, I don't know. We can certainly tell, but the reason why is because they're running out of things to have surprises about. So this is their, they're going to be surprises and we're going to have more game changers. You know, spoiler, I'm, I'm already predicting it's Athena on the women's side. That and I mean, I feel like Tony Coke, that's my new name for Tony Khan is Tony that's Coke. That makes sense. Tony, Tony Coke just is, he's, he's just all over the place. He's just out of control. Mm-hmm. Why is this? First off, last week, he's in the NFL draft room for the Jacksonville Jaguars wearing his stupid Jaguars jacket that he fucking wears everywhere. What, what is he doing in there? He's uh, booking AEW? As far as I could tell, he was about as active as people in the front row of Dynamite during the Ring of Honor in women's championship match. Sleeping. Oh, my God. Oh my! It's just so frustrating. Like I gotta watch this guy do some nonsense. I stopped watching AEW because of his fucking nonsense. I went to an ROH show thinking I'm gonna see some ROH. I'm gonna see some wrestling. Fucking Tony Khan buys it ROH. Now I gotta go see Tony Coke uh, in person again. I vowed never to spend another dollar on that goddamn god idiot, and yet he duped me. He's a smart businessman. I hate him. I hate him so much. And now I'm watching the, the NFL draft. First pick. Why is Tony Coke on my fucking screen? Why is could he on the screen? Who'd they pick? I don't fu- I don't Tim care. Tebow again? It was Trevor something or other. Uh, Trevor Noah. No, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Trevor Lawrence. No, that was, la- that was last year. Some other guy. But Some other Trevor? I don't know. I don't know who it was, but it's just like, why is he here? Why does it matter? I, I, I don't need to see this guy. And then you got Shad Khan there. That... What? What is going on? He's picking people? This is ridiculous. I, I, no, I didn't watch the NFL draft. I, I don't think it's untraditional for owners to be there. I don't want to see them on my TV, Jeff. All right. That's fine. I mean, listen. There are... Okay. What, let's talk about the good for AW this week. The, the Forbidden Door, they released the tickets... 14,000 of them sold out, you know, basically right away. They released now 3,000 of those have sold out. Yeah, about 33% are, are, are with known scalpers. But nevertheless, the Forbidden Door card sold out without I, a card even being announced. I think it's more than 33% with scalpers. Well, that's why I said known. So you're talking about your 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 ticket masters and your stub hubs and, you know, re- resale sites like that. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are doing it privately, and I'm sure there's other sites as well that – aren't as well-known or as well-tracked. Uh, AEW also got a reality show from TBS. So everyone's making a big deal. This is a vote of confidence. Listen, it's it's not a vote of non-confidence, but this project was underway before the merger. I don't think it means anything at all. All it is is it's a reality show to replace Roads to the Top. The end. The end of story, that's what it is. Everyone's like, yeah, but they're developing a show with Darby Allen. They were already developing the Darby Allen show before Cody left. Nobody knew Cody was was leaving, including Cody and the in the cons until December. Hold um, on a second. Hold on a second. Out of all the fucking talent they have to do a reality show on, they picked Darby Allen. Don't ask me. Like I've got no interest in seeing that fucking guy out of wrestling. Why not well, pick Moxley? You've got Moxley, who's an interesting character. Moxley and Renee. Or, better yet, why not pick Brian Danielson and his wife, Brie well, Bella? 
Well, Brian didn't like being part of Total Bellas, and my guess is neither did Moxley, so they probably weren't interested, and they make tons of money. Darby, I think, won. AEW thinks that he could be a crossover star. I think because of his size, he really can't be, but what do I know? He's a film student. Maybe he's more interesting in real life than he is for his wrestling persona. I I don't. I I don't know. Uh, I won't watch it, so I I don't know. And that's not about him. I didn't watch Rose at the Top. I don't watch Mr. and Mrs. Miz. It's a great show. I watched uh, Total Divas. I I didn't watch Total Bellas. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this next show is. I'm not. I'm not saying I'll watch it or not, but so that anyway, that's part of the good for the week for AEW. You, you say that you're part of the Bell Army, but you didn't watch Total Total Bellas. Yeah, I, well, I mean that's because they're you know, I mean that's back when you know that was tracking the marriage and the birth of a baby. I couldn't take it. <laughs> it was too much loss for me. All um, right, there, Supreme Court. Right. Also on the good for me. <laughs> AW did change their ranking system a little bit. They're not relying so much on wins and losses, so that's good, I guess. What are they relying on? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tony Coke? Yes, cocaine. Um, <laughs> whoever can snort the most lines. Um, is this is this like to- Frank, uh, Frankie Kazarian has a uh, TNT title match? Indeed he does. It, where is he on the rankings? Nowhere, right? Uh, Let me look this shit up. While you keep going, I'm going to look up where the this motherfucker is on the ranking because here's more hypocrisy. Yeah, I, I don't think he... Honestly, I don't think he's ever won a singles match in AEW, at least not on any of the Warner Networks or Discovery Networks. Um, all right. So here's some of the bad for AEW this week. One... Tony Khan is apparently going to be a speaker at some conference where he's going to talk about well, this is not necessarily bad, but it's silly. He's going to talk about his topic is how AEW has revolutionized wrestling. Okay. I, I'm not sure that it's revolutionized anything. I mean, it's a, you know, it's arguable whether it's exciting or good. It's certainly new, whether it's real competition, but it's, it's, it's your largest alternative, but, there's nothing new in wrestling. They didn't create anything new in wrestling. But anyway, that's I mean I'm sure that's I'm sure you can shit on that though. I could, but I, I'm I'm just I, I'm watching I'm looking at these AEW rankings and it's just uh, getting me aggravated. Like uh, that's fine. So yeah. I'll I'll continue on this on this little thing. Uh Tony Khan also apparently uh Tony Coke. Tony Coke. <laughs> some random guy on Twitter uh tweeted something that uh, to Tony Khan about or Tony Coke that yay eight eight hundred thousand people are going to your show this week and then and Tony Coke responded to this guy on, on Twitter that that's like seven hundred ninety nine thousand five hundred eighty eight more than are interested in you whatever whatever his number of followers were he subtracted that from eight hundred thousand and threw back which is sort of clever but it's certainly not something that a head of a company should do. Now, if Jericho did that, that'd be funny. If MJF did that, that would be funny. Like it wasn't an unclever response, but but a CEO of a company shouldn't be getting into imbroglios with with, with bands of any kind. So Tony right. Coke strikes again for Coke. Um, Tony Coke strikes again. In bad news, but it's almost like the cost of doing business. 
AEW has been named in a class action lawsuit for violating the Americans with Disabilities Act for not making their show accessible to, I think it was the the sight impaired. So so I guess they don't have an audible. (laughs) Well, Um, it's obvious that that, uh, they finally got my lawsuit. See, I sued them, Jeff, because when I watch AEW, I go blind. And, and, but then you want to hear it? Um, I don't. And I'm also that's my next lawsuit is that I think they have gone deaf from watching AEW as well. Okay, well, when can when can you make it so that you go mute? <laughs> that might be the next lawsuit. Okay, well, AEW. Um, what? <laughs> I mean, no, no, definitely don't let that happen. That that'd be a tragedy. Um, so yeah. Anyway, apparently the this law firm, you know, this this is their industry. They find TV shows that don't comply with the ADA and don't provide, I guess, a an oral companion or availability, and they sue them. And then I guess they're pretty successful with it. Then I guess you have to do it. I mean, I I guess it's laughable, but I guess if you were deaf and wanted to watch wrestling, you'd want to hear what's happening. I. Uh, I might have it backwards. My it's it's blind. They're blind, and they don't. And there's not like a. But this play by play, I I don't. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Whatever it is, I, whatever it is, they're they're just latest victim in this in this lawsuit, and you know they'll they'll pay this way their way out of it, and they'll say it was an oversight, and they're they're happy for the opportunity to correct it. Blah blah blah. And they'll pay whatever service either makes it accessible to the sight impaired or the hearing impaired, and you know just like every other show that have the same thing happening. All right. A little bit funny, and this happened today. You know, Ty Conti and Sammy are annoying. Ty Conti and Sammy continue to be annoying. Ty Conti sort of had a reputation as maybe, you know, not trying to slut shame here, but not being that discriminating, be, being sex positive um, <laughs> with multiple partners. And I, I always conclude this because I, I don't know, you know, I heard it from other people, but nothing direct. I don't know. I mean, you know. I've never heard her with affiliated with anybody else other than Sammy Guevara. Uh, well, that's funny because I'm pretty sure that you had said that at some point as well, that you had heard that. Maybe you heard it and forgot. Anyway, anywho, that was one of the jokes that was that was told by Dan Lambert on Dynamite. But today... I don't know if Alex Gracia, who doesn't work for AEW, but apparently is Scorpio Sky's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, but maybe she's auditioning for AEW or maybe she works on Dark. She's maybe, popped up every once in a while. She's popped up every once in a while, but lots of people popped up every once in a while and they don't, they don't get a contract. This is true. So, but I don't know if she's going to be part of this storyline. Maybe the Paige Van Zandt thing isn't working out and they need a substitute. I don't know, but I don't know if it's storyline or not, but Al- Alex Gracia tweeted something to the fact that, that, that Ty Conti has had multiple partners um, and that she has a history of cheating. Um, wow. So again, I don't know if this is shoot or work, uh, but I mean, again, it's not someone who's under AEW's contract, but, but their Scorpio Sky's girlfriend is in a program. I mean, it seems if it's not a shoot, that would be a really crappy thing to do as a work, if, you know, to just to forward a wrestling storyline. So Right, know. especially with like how toxic the wrestling Twitter yeah. environment can be. But if it's a if it's a work kind of you know, if it's part of the work and to and to say and to say that she's a serial cheater, I, I mean 
that's MJF-ish. That, that, I mean, that, that's sort of random to come from, like, Scorpio Sky, who, who I think is making a face turn, and his girlfriend. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense, but lots of stuff don't make sense in, in, in AEW. So. That's right. You're absolutely right. And by the way, Frankie Kazarian is on the power rankings. He's ranked number two. Oh, of course. Well, how many how many singles matches has he won? They don't tell you anymore. This is this is. I love, I love so, how nuanced the the. We're not going to lean on the wins and losses anymore. Apparently, that translated to at all because they just deleted them all. So they had to make him power rankings number two. They couldn't possibly have just said that they're honor, honoring the personal pledge that Scorpio Sky said to to make his first defense for his you know his former mentor and former partner Frankie Kazan. They they couldn't possibly stray from from and they had to put this guy at number two. That nobody's. I mean, he was the elite hunter. Remind me again. How, how many elite did he actually successfully hunt? Zero. That's exactly right. It's a very easy number to remember. All right. Other AEW news. Kenny Omega is not happy with Yuke's uh, work on the video game. Apparently, a lot of uh, wrestlers are not going to make it to, into the game, and it's wildly over budget. And Kenny's not happy with Yuke's, who apparently is the company who's doing some of this, the subcontractor. I thought they were doing it all in-house. Apparently not. Um, Kenny, you had one job. <laughs> no, 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 no. He had two jobs, Jeff. One was the women's division booking and then the video game. And he's so far botched both. Well, he had four jobs. One was to wrestle, but he got hurt, so he couldn't do that. Two was to book the women's division. He botched that and he lost that job. Another was to take care of the Japanese girls. He didn't do that, so I'm assuming he got removed from that. Or maybe he had two jobs and he's still botching that. Or maybe he's corrected it because they haven't been complaining since. Uh, the other is the video game. And, and you know, for three years we've been, we've been hearing about this game and it's over budget. And there's supposed to be a release date this fall. I, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it, it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, other news, AEW related. Stu Grayson contract not, not renewed. So the two originals of the Dark Order, only one of them remains. So Evil Uno somehow keeps his job. So maybe he re- really is evil. But Stu oh, Grayson I mean, not going anywhere. I don't. I don't like the odds of uh, many of those folks on the Dark Order having their contracts renewed. No. Nope. Um, yeah. Uh, AW, they have made trio titles belts. There's been no announcement, but you know that that people have been predicting that's coming for a long time. And frankly, the way they do things, like they they actually need more titles just because they have so many three man groups. Um, other AW sort of related news: Ring of Honor. Mercedes Martinez defeated Diana Peraza. Diana Peraza tapped out. And now Mercedes Martinez is the undisputed Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. So congratulations to her. The match was a bit of a snooze fest. It was the lowest rated segment, um, or the second lowest rated segment during Dynamite. The one preceding was, uh, I mean, was either like a tenth of a point higher or a tenth of a point lower. Um, but yeah, no. Not much interest there. Everyone says Diana Prado is a star. Apparently, she had no star power. Maybe it's Ring of Honor has no star power. Maybe all of the above. Maybe Jeff's right. People don't really care about women's wrestling. I don't know. Maybe all of the above. Um, but speaking of Ring of Honor, Tony Khan officially now owns Ring of Honor. About a week ago, the deal finally closed. And around the same time, right when uh, 
Moxley appeared at, at some event where he faced Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, uh, who works primarily for New Japan, but also Defy, which is a West Coast indie. Um, they had a bloodbath of a match, and, and Moxley apparently said something like, you know, I like this guy, and he's BCC material, and they would make it a whole thing about how they want Brian to wrestle Tom Lawler, and it was going to be arranged in Seattle. Well, Tony Khan blocked that. Uh, the purported reason is that Tony Khan wants Daniel Bryan's, uh, Brian Danielson's return to wrestling in his hometown of Seattle to be under an AEW banner. So, listen, I understand it, but the guy who said I'm going to give everyone freedom, you know, you know, freedom is not quite <laughs> free. This is what I've always said. You know, no one will call him out on the hypocrisy and, and you know, me, you being right on stuff like this. That's right. Um, but we are, and we were, and we will be again, and nobody will care. Jeff, um, you, you know what else is hypocritical about AEW is all the fans like to say, oh, you know, there's a really great genuine tag team division there because, you know, there's tag teams that aren't put together. Jeff, let me read to you who are the top five in the rankings. Do tell. So the champions are Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? If you say so. A, a team that was put together. I forget every single week. Actually, I think they were working together on the Indies. Okay. Agree to disagree, but it would be fine. Okay. FTR. Okay, they're a team. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Put together. John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Well, they, they were a team, the Beaver Boys, but they suck. Moxley and Danielson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely put together, but they've had some wins, that's for sure. Oh, another thing. Okay. Well, we've got to cover Dynamite. Like, a bunch of people are talking about going to Long Island, New York as their hometown. Long Island is not a hometown. Long Island is an island that, ha- that houses Nassau and Suffolk County and the boroughs of Queens and Brooklyn. There are a Approximately 10 to 12 million people live on Long Island. Long Island's not your hometown. I grew up in Long Island. There's lots of towns in Long Island. There's more people that live in Nassau and Suffolk County, well, probably even just Nassau, than in most states. This is true. So that just that's just stupid and they know better. But don't worry. MJF is going to have Wardlow go through everybody in each county. Well, he could, that, that, that'd be something. But it wasn't just MJF. Tony Nese said it and John Silver said it. Like, it's like everyone got the memo, like if you're from New York, to say Long Island is your hometown. You can say your stomping grounds that you're from Long Island, but it ain't your hometown, dummies. You know what it is, is people can relate. Oh, I know Long Island, right? But mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm from Huntington, it's like nobody knows where that fucking is. I got it. Just, it's just I'm like, from Amityville. Grounds. I'm from... I'm returning from where I'm from, Long Island, New York. I mean, you know, I'm just saying hometown and where I'm from are two di- can be two different things. Okay, Vince. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're right. They, they, all their promos were excellent. All, they're, they're great. Dynamite was a mess this week. Dynamite was, Dynamite was a mess. And it, it, rightfully so. Like You haven't gotten to the ratings yet. But, I mean, it, it's the same show that it's been for like the last two, three weeks. The, well, the forbidden... worker there, so they decide to start with their next best thing, Jeff Hardy. Finally, they're like, "Oh, we're going to respect and put over the forbidden door. We've got Cash showing up, 
And guess what? They fucking bury Cass. And why am I? Why do I give a fuck? If I know that AEW is going to book their guys to be over, fuck. We didn't even get to talking about uh, the AAA uh, show that uh, you know Tony Khan paid to have intergender titles made up and have Sammy and Ty win them. Yeah, these are titles I've never heard of before. Because they never existed before, Jeff. No. no. So, so it's so obvious that Tony Koch is paying off AAA just for the titles. Because now you have, who, who are the champions? FTR are the tag team champions. And you've got Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti as champions too. It's ridiculous. Isn't, oh no, Kenny's not their champion. The, the, the Kingo or something. Anyway. No, AAA no, but, but, but remember, he didn't drop the title uh, like a, a real competitor would. He just relinquished it. Right. I don't care about being the AW, the AAA champion anymore. Fuck you guys. Right, but but FTR really cares about the tag team champions, and now these intergender t- titles matter. Yeah, well, this is sort of like how we see Andrade family office, but he's never with the, the family office. <laughs> he's, oh he's, he's been largely absent. Um, yeah, but Dynamite was really weird this week. I mean, this whole the whole thing with Kingston and Jericho... I mean, Kingston keeps talking about how real he is and how street and how he's going to kill you. And he just keeps talking about it. He never does anything. And he keeps, and he's on the wrong end of every beating. And like the flame paper thing. And now he's like, my, my wife saw it and she 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 cried. I'm going to make you cry because she thought I looked like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> a I don't know. So I don't know. This, this, whole, this whole thing, this Jericho Appreciation Society... I can't even tell you who Jeff Hardy beat in, in his qualifying match. I don't even remember. All I know is that he's going to face Darby Allen in the first round, which I suppose is a dream match to some people. And I actually get that. I understand why it is that, you know, everyone thinks that Darby Allen is sort of like the next Jeff Hardy. I, I get the similarities, except Jeff Hardy's a foot taller. Um, but I, I, I can't even tell you who he beat. I don't remember who he won, who he beat in the qualifying match. Uh, ne- neither could I. All right. Well, you know, but anyway, they, they they stuck to their formula. The BCC again beat, you know, they they beat the Angelico, who I can't believe wasn't non-renewed with Jack Evans and the Butcher and the Blade again. Andrade family office with no Andrade anywhere near. Not even Assistant Jose was anywhere near them. Uh, and again, you know, all three of them lose at the same time. I'm not even sure who the legal man is. And of course, with AEW, it's like tornado rules. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares who's you know who was supposed to be the one to pin. And, and they keep retaining the wheel of Uter is over. Now, a week or two weeks ago in Philadelphia's hometown, he got a hometown pop. Not so much this week. It was, you know, it, it was sort of bookend silence. You know, the, it, it was like it, Ali. Uh, yeah. Brian gets the pop. Moxie gets a pop. Even Regal gets a pop. Wheel of Uter, nothing. Even, even in Philadelphia, he really didn't get much. When he got like a polite, I would call it a polite. You know, a little slightly bad play. A smattering you know, of, of applause? Slightly more than a smattering. Um, the only thing that was remotely interesting in hour one is that Hangman Page came out to do a promo. And he said that him and CM Punk are not going to have a masturbatory tribute match to the hearts, uh, which I thought was a pretty good line. But he was obviously being a heel, which is, you know, listen, Hangman Page, they need to do something for him. I would have preferred that Punk was the heel. That seems like it's a, a better move to me long-term. 
but if you're if you're want to make hangman one in interesting you had to do something but there should be something this this should be something that turns you heel there should be some burn there should be some developments just all of a sudden he decided i'm gonna be a bad guy i'm gonna be mean now um so that was dumb it was sort of like dropped out of nowhere um again i understand the thought process just not just out of the blue it, it should have been sort of a you know a story sort of developed um the rest of the show was was a mess. I mean, there was more of the Adam Cole and the Bucks and Red Dragon nonsense. Oh, I think it was Bobby Fish. I think that's who lost to Jeff Hardy. In, that's right. In match. So Adam Cole was visibly upset that Bobby Fish uh, was not going to represent the undisputed elite in the tournament. That all three of them, meaning Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish, were not going to be in the tournament. Um, which leads me to believe, in, even though this would be a waste of a pretty stacked tournament bracket. The finalists. I'm not sure if it's even possible because I'm not sure who's which which side of the bracket. Mm -hmm. But at some point, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are gonna have to meet again. Mm. Further that sort of schism. Yeah. Something which is totally predictable. But how many times has Adam Cole lost? Because I'm also again the power rankings have him listed as fifth. I only well he lost a title match to Adam Page twice, right? Yeah. Um, he and didn't a, he lose to Darby? He no, he lost an unsanctioned match to Orange Cassidy. That's right. Now he also lost. The, he also was part of a losing effort, and I think a six-man match as well. Okay, um, but that but that's about it. Um, Wardlow, like we talked about. I mean, you don't like it, but I think it was. I mean, listen, everyone knew it was going to be a big cast. They were barely even trying to surprise it. Um, but I, I thought the match was pretty good. I did what it was supposed to do. I, I like, you know, two big men going at it. And I, I don't think the Kaz was completely buried. And, of course, he doesn't work for AW, so, of course, he's going to lose. Um, the weird thing is that, you know, of course, Sean Spears is the next, you know, uh, challenge performing. He's like, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. No, no, it's not. I mean, Sean Spears, Sean Spears should have been the first one they put good against. Because Sean, Sean Spears never wins anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's 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 just like him being the 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 last uh, task of Hercules makes no sense, um, I, you know whatever there was a you know the the, the, the women's match was on uh, again Mercedes Martinez won no one paid attention to it I don't know all I know is that Dynamite was not a very good show it was there were oh there was a Phoenix Dante Martin match Phoenix won. Everyone said that was the match of the night. All they were doing was was coordinated flips and acrobatics. I mean, big deal. Yep. If you've ever been to a circus, or frankly, you had a, a halfway decent college cheerleading squad, you've seen all these moves done before. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all it was. And and of course, Dante Martin lost because that's that's his role now. He's now he's now basically a jobber. But he's not injured. Oh, apparently his brother got injured in a car accident this time. Um, oh, was Tammy it, was Tammy involved? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the accident. I, I, you know, I don't want to start rumors that, but apparently he's going to be out at least five to seven months. So, I mean, th this is a kid who's been in wrestling only a few years, and it, it's, he's going to spend the latter part of, you know, basically a full year and a half out on injury. Wow, that sucks, man. It sucks for him. It sure does. Jeff, do we, do we I know wanna... you. I know you wanted to rant about AEW. I'm, well, I've been slowly ranting here and there about it. Like I, I, I just 
again, the the tournament is fucking nonsense. It's like it hasn't even fucking begun. It's ridiculous. It's been qualifying since fucking late January. It's ridiculous. And uh, I don't know. And and uh, all of it. Like it's no surprise and I know you're about to get into the ratings, Jeff, but it's no surprise to me that AEW dropped heavy in the ratings. Like about yeah. 10%. Yeah, uh, me either. Um, a couple of th- things that have been interesting this week. Uh, I think probably the most interesting thing that, you know, isn't being much covered because it's part of WOW Women of Wrestling is that Tessa Blanchard apparently got into a shouting match with someone that she was supposed to be like the trainer. Of, like she was like the head trainer or something, or the head coach. Not, not uh, Jeannie Buzz. Well, no, she's she's the owner, and whatever it was it it was first they said Tessa's status is uncertain, uh, and then apparently they've like no one said you're you're fired or she's gone, but apparently they said that if anyone ever wants to work in wrestling with Tessa again, they're going to have to speak Spanish, meaning that she only is going to be able to work in Mexico wow. for now. So so Tessa, you know the wherever she goes, she burns bridges. So a lot of talent, but apparently. You know, a lot, either a whole lot of ego or a lot of trouble or both, but whatever it is, you know, couldn't even make it with women of wrestling, which I, I mean, she was their biggest star, uh, if you can even call anyone a star in women of wrestling. But I mean, they're just getting off the ground. That is, it's a hell of a statement for a company to make. I mean, it, it's basically if you sign Tom Brady and you fire Tom Brady to your expansion team. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or young, you know, more like Patrick Mahomes because she's young. Um, and it, I don't even think it started on TV yet. I know that Sinclair aired its final Ring of Honor, I think, last Saturday or two Saturdays ago. So uh, I think Women of Wrestling, I think, is starting later this summer. So they're already down probably their biggest name and probably who they thought was going to be their first champion. In other women's wrestling news, I don't know if you want to call this WWE-related, NXT-related, AEW-related potentially, but Ember Moon, Athena, she gave an interview. I think it was with Chris Van Fleet. I'm not sure about that, but... Yeah, apparently she said that she was offered a coaching job. She didn't want to be a coach. She 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 wanted to wrestle. She was having trouble with her weight, and and then she worked very hard to recover from injury and get back into great shape. Uh, apparently, she talked about uh, a meeting with Johnny Ace where he was telling the women that they should all dress really sexy, like Mandy Rose. And she said, "Well, I cater to you know little kids, and not everyone can be Mandy Rose." It wasn't a hit on Mandy Rose. I mean, she's right; not everyone can be Mandy Rose. Um, but you know, she said she was unhappy and she wanted she wanted to go, and and they let her go. And you know, uh, you know, another person saying happiness is everything, and you know, it's nice. Like, I, I, it's like I don't know how many of our listeners get this, but like, like. People not hating their job is is most is what ninety nine percent of us can hope for. If you if you like your job well enough, or you mostly like your job, that's amazing. To actually be happy in your job, like your job isn't to fulfill you; it's it's to pay your bills. And listen, I, I hope that the younger generation or generations are right. I hope I'm wrong that if you follow your happiness and you chase your dreams, that, that you're going to make it. I, I just think there's going to be a whole lot of people will chase their dreams and find themselves, you know, on Skid Row. And I don't think it's an accident that, that like everybody thinks that student loans should be discharged now. Yeah, because you don't have jobs that you can pay your your student loans. <laughs> I I I kind of see like the idea of like you should. 
follow your dreams, chase your dreams, do something that you're, you're content with. Obviously, like, again, as a manager of people, I never tell everybody, my employees, like, listen, if you're miserable here, go look for another job. Like, I, I don't want you to stay here when you're miserable. But I don't know if they were miserable or they were just not happy. There's a difference. They're subtle, right? I can not be happy with my lunch, Right. But that doesn't mean that I'm never going to eat lunch again. <laughs> it, it's also hard to tell sometimes if it's the workplace or if it's the attitude of, of people that they just don't have reasonable expectations about how work is. I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know a lot of people in show business, but, I, you know, you always hear, like, from some of the big stars that they didn't want to be typecast at, you know, even though they're in these blockbuster movies and they want to do other things, but they still do the blockbuster movies so that they can, so they have enough money forever and they can still do their art house films or they could try to direct or whatever they want to do. In wrestling, it, it's not that way. I mean, for someone like Brian, you've made a lot of money, then you can do it. Moxley's made a lot of money, so now he can go back to having fun, and he's still young enough he wants to come back. And and plus, he's getting paid top dollar. I don't know that... I mean, Ember Moon, Athena, she wasn't all that good. I mean, I, I, you know, and she just she just really wasn't all that good, and she got hurt a couple times. I don't know. I mean, yes, it'd be great if people were happy, but I, I, I just think there's unreasonable expectations, like, sort of... And I think it's mostly this country... A little bit in Europe, but not as much. More like Western Europe. I mean, like I think a lot of the rest of the world sort of laughs at us. I don't. I think they laugh at us, but only when AEW is on. <laughs> I don't think that most of the rest of the world or this country is aware that AEW exists. Well, that's anyway. exact. That, that's evident in the ratings. So that was Ember Moon this week. You know, the funny thing is that people circulated pictures of her on, on the indies, you know, wearing, you know, very revealing, like, push-up, you know, bikini and short shorts with, you know, her ass hanging out. So oh, really? apparently catering to the kids, you know, was uh, was was newer in life. I'm not really sure how a post-apocalyptic sort of werewolf uh, caters to kids so much. I mean, her character was never really well-defined anyway. Um by her or anyone else. But what was so, she, what, what did they call her? Like some sort of warrior, wasn't she? The goddess, the the moon God. warrior, the the night warrior, the it's moon knight. Good. What are they calling her? Moon knight? goddess of the moon, maybe warrior of the moon. I Something don't like that. I don't remember what it was. I mean, it was a shame. Her tag team with Shotzi was pretty good. And then they did take Shotzi away from her, and then they then they put Tegan Knox with Shotzi, and then they released Tegan Knox. I mean. You know, listen, WWE does a lot of weird things. There's a lot of things they do that, that don't make sense to me or, or seem sort of herky-jerky. It, it's a different kind of not make sense than sort of like the utter chaos and, and sometimes silliness of AEW. WWE has its own silliness, and, and it, but it's like different. It's like Butch is silly, but it's a different. It's like, it's like hokey. It's like corny silly. Right. I don't know. It, it, it's... You know, one is more sterile stagnation and, and you know, and like that doesn't make sense. The other just feels like it's it's chaos, you know. Yeah. 
chaos mistakes. Anyway, uh, other news before we get into ratings. Uh, it's mostly impact. Again, the under siege is going on right now. I don't know anything other than Mia Yim came out and she uh, confronted Deanna Perrazzo. I have no idea if Deanna Perrazzo is the impact uh, women's champion. I don't think she is. Last I heard, I thought it was Tasha Steele. Um, but anyway, everyone's really excited that Mia Yim's there, especially Mia Yim. But she's alone now in the dollhouse. It used to be her, Marty Bell, and Taryn Terrell. So now it's just me and him. So back in, so back there, not working with her husband at AEW, which is what everyone thought. So she's not the Joker. Unless there is a forbidden door, maybe she is the Joker. Uh, other Impact news. Brian Myers. His contract has been non- non-renewed with Impact. So since this is a spillover show, remember I say, every week somebody leaves Impact and nobody talks about it. Well, Brian Myers, former Kirk Hawkins, Non-renewed with impact. This week, okay, so Mia Yim comes, so then you've got your plus one. But Jonah, big star Jonah, your favorite guy, Bronson Reed, left impact, and Willie Mack. The Mack attack, Willie Mack, Jonah and Willie Mack left impact. So three people left impact, and Mia Yim returned to impact. Um, The Good Brothers, who I guess are still in impact, the Juice Robinson, who sort of works with impact, uh, and Wheeler Yuta from AEW are all participating in uh, New Japan pro wrestling uh, events. So, you know, I guess some more evidence of forbidden doorness going on. Um, speaking of some New Japan, Will Ospreay was pulled from the Donkadu card, which I understand is a pretty big card, uh, which was May 1st, a week ago, due to COVID. Hopefully he's fine. Hopefully it was just a, you know, a, a Case sort of like, you know, the one most of us get where you feel like shit for two or three days and then you're fine. I haven't heard anything since, so I assume he is. Um, but that's really all the news and notes. So I guess it's, oh, no. Angelina Love made her debut in NWA. So former Ring of Honor women's star Angelina Love and uh, also from the Beautiful People and the Allure. The Beautiful People was an impact. TNA, Angelina Love, now in NWA. So that is great. a lot of that's a lot of moves, a lot of moves. Well, we, we, we've got 10 days, but there's also been a lot of little drip, drip, drip stuff. So ratings, we've got two weeks for certain shows and one of them is Dynamite. So a week ago, Wednesday, Dynamite was at nine hundred and twenty one thousand, which was a drop of nine thousand from the week before. This week, just uh, which was just four days ago or three days ago, whatever it was, uh, Dynamite dropped down to. Oh, my God. Where do I have it? 833,000, a drop of 80,000. So that's huge. Um, Impact, last Thursday, 107,000, dropping 6,000 from the week before. This week, surged up to 108,000, a gain of 1,000. New Japan Pro Wrestling, which comes on after Impact on Access Television, a week ago, 46,000, which was 5,000 lower than the week before. This week, 33,000 people watch it, a drop of 13,000 people. So New Japan, whatever there, whatever this forbidden door is, it's not getting anyone to watch Access TV. Fewer people, I guess they can, they're getting enough New Japan other places. Um, so whatever this pent-up demand for New Japan is, listen... I thought it was going to be 50,000, and people called me a cynic. This is lower than I thought it was going to be like. When it was, was, you know, around 55, 46, I was right. This is exactly what I predicted. 33,000? 
Yeah, so I know all of you out there tell me, well, New Japan fans are obviously watching the playoffs in the NHL and NBA. <laughs> I, unless it's the Dragon Ball Z or Last Avatar Bender, uh, you know, Airbender playoffs, I doubt that very much. Um, SmackDown <laughs> last week did 1.953 million, uh, up by a rousing 1,000 from the week before. We don't know the ratings yet for SmackDown this week, but the Fast Nationals showing 1.9, which usually extrapolates a little bit low. So they're predicting it'll be just over 2 million this week, which will be another increase, probably about 50,000. Um, you know, but, but not great for a go home show. All right. Rampage a week ago, uh, 464,000, a drop of 54,000. And then this week it was at 5.30 p.m., so another time shift. There were some polls out there, and apparently 77% of the people thought that, the, that 5.30 was a better time than 10 o'clock. Okay. Well, the Fast Nationals are in there, and it was in the 300,000. So, so with the extrapolation, it will probably not break 400,000. So it will probably be the lowest rampage ever in both number and the demo. Everyone loves a demo. So the Fast Nationals... Usually it goes up a little bit, but it was in the 300,000, so not great. Raw, Cody Mania is dead. 1.581, down 32,000 from the week before, which was like 1.613, something like that. So Cody Mania, I still stand by it. Cody Mania is dead. People are sick of it. NXT? 661,000 for spring breaking, up 84,000. So, a good week for NXT. It was one of their more hyped cards, but still. Um, WWE Evil, uh, which featured, which ran right after, uh, um, which featured Stephanie McMahon. Remember, last week was in the 200,000 with Hulk Hogan. Well, Stephanie is, is, draws more than Hulk Hogan. It was 362,000, up an even 100,000 from the week before. Wow, look at that. Yeah. MLW this week eighty thousand. Now this was something called Intimidation Game, so there was a title match on it and and some other stuff. I'm not saying the show was great, but there there was a if there was a, a little bit of a spike, that's the reason. Um, Hammerstone retained in a triple threat with Fatu and Mads Kruger, um, and then get attacked by uh, what's his name El, El Bestia six six six, who is uh, Cesar Duran's newest henchman. He's one half of La Rebellion in nwa uh last week seventy four thousand, and two weeks ago 140,000. Two weeks ago ricky steamboat was on and uh i, I think that um ricky morton and his kid might have been on there they, they, they had they had some they had some sort of guest appearances on that, that mm. uh, sparked it by the way on mlw this week swerve faced myron reed and and swerve did the job to myron reed for his oh, no. appearance um NWA this week, 77,000. Last week, 67,000. Two weeks ago, 41,000. So, I don't know. I guess that's good for NWA to be surging up. MLW and NWA, I think between the two of them, they might have a 65% watchable show. Um, but both of them are, are largely hated. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. All right. New Japan Strong, as far as I can tell, it was a little confusing on YouTube this week because they had like, they're having like little bitty shows and like extras and things like that. Um, but this week, as far as I can tell, the prime New Japan Strong show, 4,000 people watch it. By the way, all these numbers are as of Thursday to keep sort of continuity, even though. So if you 
you know, watch this, you know, hear this and check right away. The numbers will obviously be different. Um, but a week ago, 10,000 and two weeks ago, 7,400. So yeah, new Japan strong, not so strong still dark this week, 255. a week ago, 361, two weeks ago, 417 elevation this week, 242, 363 a week ago, two weeks ago, 366. That is all I got for ratings that I track. So that's all I got, man. I, I mean, a lot of, a lot of little stuff. Tammy's the, the sad news of the week. Forbidden Door is probably the, the most positive thing of the week. And we did our backlash predictions where we disagreed on, I think, at least half the known card. So that's good. That, that, that'll keep, you know, hopefully we're keeping track of this. Hopefully. Hopefully. And, and we'll report back next week on who got what right and then send each other, I don't know, a, a box of Skittles. Yeah, the, the winner gets a Seth Rollins suit. All right, look at that. <laughs> Are you dying? Uh, that was Seth Rollins laughing. Oh, I thought you were choking on something. No, no, we're, we're going to go out drinking with um, the Rollinses. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening in, uh, into the episode this far in. We very much appreciate it. This has been Hammerlock Hangover. Um, please, again, if you liked the episode, if you laughed, if you were entertained, please make sure you drop a like, you follow, you subscribe, all that, wherever you're listening to us on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Shout out to the PWC, uh, who they are powering us again. And I've been on a lot of their shows. So shout out to the folks over there, Jimmy T, Chris Ams, uh, the other adjacent folks, Jargo, the professor. Everyone else, uh, Jimmy right. the Vet, Williams, everyone that's over there. Big Ray Hernandez. Some of these guys also cross-pollinate with the Hustle. So shout out to the Hustle. We're not on that platform, but shout out to those guys anyway. And also uh, Wrestling Soup, the Wrestling Soup Network. Thanks uh, for their support. You can catch us on their network. And, uh, you know, you can tweet us at, at HammerlockHO. Individually, I'm at IcarusFellMD. Hammerlock Hangover has a Facebook page as well. So feel free to post, chat, comment there as well. Happy to hear from you. We're not always going to respond or acknowledge, but uh, yeah, we, we often will, but we know it's there. We read it all. We see it all. And uh, RP, we're glad that you're doing well. Um, if you if you care to, check out my other show, Garden of Doom, non-wrestling at all. Uh, I, I've heard it's called Esoteric. So, so if you like esoteric, check out Garden of Doom, and you also get Garden Views with it, which is less esoteric. It's more of like a magazine show which covers one topic, often often legal related, but not exclusively. So, uh, got some cool stuff on there. So, thanks. Very good, Jeff. You've been doing a great job of recapping all the um, the closings. Well, I didn't say that they could find you at Big Daddy Cool on Twitter or anything about they can sometimes find you on unpopular review. I, I, I think you're still with that. That's right. I do the money review show. You can come check me out at unpopular review on YouTube. Please make sure you take a look at that and uh, like, and subscribe. And again, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can at me at big daddy. Cool. I'm not often there. I'm there like every other day, but uh, sometimes I interact. You'll, you'll, you'll see me bitching about wrestling or bitching about the Mets. Well, two things to bitch about. Um, so I hear I don't, I don't follow baseball, but uh, the Mets, you know, they fall sort of perennially been that way. Um, all right, everyone. Stable, my friends. <laughs>